We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, we are here. We are back for a post-game show. Notre Dame Marshall. Uh, Vince and I just got back from the game. And uh, I'm just going to throw out a couple warnings right now. Number one, uh, our post-game show is different from upon further review. So if you are wanting here just to draw up plays and talk about scheme, this is not the show for that. This is a reaction show. So don't email me this week saying you thought we were going to do something different in the post-game show or how we weren't nice enough in the post-game show. If you want to be told it's okay and you want me to hold you and stroke you and say it's going to be all right and hold your hand, this is not the show for you, okay? Notre Dame football will get right. But that's not the conversation today because, folks, Notre Dame just lost a marshal, okay? And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what went wrong. We're going to talk about what needs to change, and I'm talking about changing by the time they get to the locker room, okay? Because you cannot just say, hey, we're going to coach a little better and play a little harder because there are some serious things wrong right now, fellas, because we, Vince, I remember months ago when you and I got into a little bit of a disagreement on the show where I was like, look, Marshall's better than you think, man, right? And they are. But this ain't that. This isn't a, well, look, guys, Marshall's better than you all thought they were, blah, 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 blah. You know what? No. I don't care how good Marshall is. This is Notre Dame against Marshall. And there's no excuse. There's no justification. There's nothing at all that's going to point to what happened today. So I'm Brian Driscoll. That's Vince D'Addario. That's Sean Davis. Ryan Roberts will not be with us tonight because he was actually in town for the game. So he's on his way back to the hotel, and um, that is just not where it's going to be at. So, fellas, we're going to dive right into it, but I want to let people know you you can vent. You can be frustrated. We're not going to tell people to say, hey, support this or, you know, support the coaches. or That's not what we do, right? What I said, Vince, when Coach Freeman was hired, I like Coach Freeman. I like Coach Freeman a lot. Personally, I think he's a good man, but he's going to be held to the same standard that we held Brian Kelly to, who I didn't like because it's about Notre Dame, and that's what we're going to do today. And if you don't like that, I understand, I respect that, but this isn't the show for you, okay? So we're going to we're gonna tell it like it is. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beginning, fellas, this was, without a doubt in my view, I really can't think of a more embarrassing loss that Notre Dame has suffered in a very long time. And, you know, you can go back to like, you know, Tulsa 2010. You know what? Tulsa 2010 was better than Marshall. And that was a team coming off of a coach getting fired after a six and six season. There's too much talent on this football team for them to, to lose today. And it's, so what, you, you guys overrated the talent. Okay, fine. Maybe we did. But I don't care how much we overrated the talent. If we did, there's no excuse to lose to Marshall. This team got out coached. They got out hit. They got out hustled. They got out fought. They got out executed. And every time that Notre Dame punched back on Marshall, Marshall punched right back and Notre Dame had chances in that second half, Vince. And we talked about it on the way home to put this game away and they couldn't do it. Yep. And Marshall didn't for this. You, you say the offense is going to catch fire today, fellas. The defense is going to catch fire today. The only coach to earn this paycheck today is Brian Mason, who will kind of throw cold water on the notion of it's early and you can't make adjustments in one week because everything that went wrong on special teams last week got fixed today. Yeah, Everything, absolutely. kick return, punt return, coverage, all that stuff. And, you know, we can say, hey, look, it, it, you know, I didn't expect Harry Heastan to turn this offensive line into the Joe Moore win- Award winners by game two. I didn't expect this offense to look like two, 2019 LSU by game two. But there's that, and then there's what we're seeing. And what we saw today was a football team that was un- unprepared in every facet and – Marshall today had guys step up and make plays when they needed to win the game. Sound familiar? Same thing happened last week. And the fact is we just watched Notre Dame get outplayed more by Marshall than they got outplayed by Ohio State last week. And there's no excuse for that, fellas. There's none. So right now, we talked about this before the show, fellas, the three of us. And at this point in time, guys, there's like – Three safe jobs right now, right? It's the kickers, the kicker and the punter, the kickoff guy, right? Special teams guys, you know, we're just kind of being hyperbolic. But offensively and defensively, 
outside of Tariq Bracey and Michael Mayer, there's nobody's job should be secure right now. Nobody. You just lost a Marshall. All bets are off. Everything you thought you were as a football team, out the window. It's starting over from scratch time. And it's about finding out who you are. Who has who wants to be here? Who wants to win? Somebody asked Freeman after the game about Jarrett Patterson being visibly upset. Good. Well, yeah. Y'all, y'all remember, uh, was it 87 when Lou Holtz had that story where he walks into the locker room after they got blasted by Texas A&M in a bowl game? And, like, the only dude that looked upset was Chris Zorich, who's in the locker room sobbing. Dude didn't even play. I want to find out who wants to do this thing. Because right now, fellas, like, that was embarrassing. You got outplayed for 60 minutes by Marshall. And and this is coming from someone who's been telling y'all since the summer that Marshall was better than you thought you were. There was no excuse for that. Better than they thought they were should have been like you didn't cover the 20-point spread. That's how Marshall better than people thought they were should have looked like. Maybe only win by 17. But losing in a game where basically it was 26-15 and the game's over, Notre Dame got a garbage touchdown late. Man, it's no excuse for that, fellas. No excuse. And we'll get into specifics of what happened, but just big picture, it was an embarrassing loss. It's an embarrassing loss. And there's no spin. If you're looking for – look, if you're looking for, okay, where we go now, we'll have that show tomorrow. We'll have that show on Tuesday and Wednesday and all those other days. But today, look, man, this just isn't okay. There's nothing about this that's okay. No, you're absolutely right. And I said before the show that I'm speechless, but I got plenty to say. Like, that's how I feel. He's being like, hyperbolic as heck on that. <laughs> I mean, I it, it, that uh, I can't even get my words straight because of what we watched the entire day. And, it, it, and it's not even Marshall. Look, Marshall outplayed Notre Dame from a physicality standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, all of that. Even so, even if all of that was true, and it was, Mm-hmm. Notre Dame still should have won the game. Yes, no should question. Should have won the game going away. No question. And, of course, I give Marshall credit for winning this game. How can you not? They right. they played Notre Dame from start they to They out-coached. Charles Huff had no those doubt. boys ready to play. 100%. But it shouldn't have mattered. It should not have mattered. I, it, do, it shouldn't matter that they're ready to play. Notre Dame still should have kicked them in the face. And they didn't. So, I mean, yes, of course you give you give credit to Marshall. I'm going to give credit to Marshall. He did. They did a great job. But it should not, that should not have mattered. If Notre Dame came out ready to play and if they wanted to execute and all of these different things that we've talked about, all the problems that they had against Ohio State minus the special teams, they didn't get fixed. They did not get fixed. In fact, in places they got worse. And Mm -hmm. that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable from a coaching standpoint. It's inexcusable from a player standpoint. It's inexcusable across the board. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. They they overlooked this game. I don't know what they were looking to, but they overlooked this game. I don't know if they had a hangover from Ohio State. That should not have mattered. This is your first opportunity to play at home. This is Marcus Freeman's first home game as a head coach. All of the different things. This should not have been a problem to get up for this game. And they were as flat-lined as you could possibly be. Yeah. They showed up without a heartbeat, period. And, and then when they get hit in the mouth, guys, they didn't punch back, Sean. No, that was the biggest thing for it. me is, they just yes. I mean, you you out talented them. You out talented them to get your fifteen. Like I can't even point to. And then like 
the thing they did to get their to that that one touchdown, Sean, is they started just moving Buckner around and playing to him, and then they went kind of went away from that after that touchdown. Like this team, this team had no response from a coaching standpoint. This team had no response from a player standpoint. And in this game, a lot of your best players, for the most part, not all of them. I thought Mayer battled his butt off, but a lot of your best players were non-existent for chunks of the game. Made a play here or there. But yeah. when the game was on the line, your best dudes weren't there to make plays. And you know, we talk all you want about the defense and how well it played last week and all this kind of stuff. But for the second week in a row, you had a chance to, to come up with a stop in the second half. You couldn't get it done. And that's what good teams do. And yeah. so when you can't do that, that, that means is you're that, not a good team right now. And, that, and that's what's got to yes. get fixed. My biggest, take, my biggest takeaway from this game is that they gave up a 95-yard drive to Ohio State to lose that game. And they gave up a 94-yard drive to lose the game today. Yeah. You can make excuses that the best offense in the country went 95 on you. You can make those excuses. Sure. And we, and we kind of did, right? I mean, I, and I shouldn't use the word excuse. It still shouldn't have happened, right? But you can kind of explain it away because it was Ohio State. Right. Well, the same thing just happened. You had the lead. You gave the ball. You, you pinned them deep. It was a great punt. You pinned them deep on the six-yard line. And you let them methodically drive right, right down the field. Well, and, and, it's, and the thing is. The thing is, that was a coaching and player thing, guys. And Sean, I'm gonna let you get in here in a second. But on that yeah. particular play, you actually stopped them the first two plays. And then Marshall went right to what they knew they could do. Anytime Marshall needed to play, they said, go to the flats because we're gonna out we can out leverage them all day. And they did it every they single did. time. The, the container of this game they was ran the bad. same play over yeah. and over. Just get to the get outside. Sean, go ahead, man. Just say let's let's hear it. <laughs> I'm going to say this because it starts at the top for me. We heard all off season about a vision. And that's cool when you step in as a head coach. At a, every head coach should have a vision. Mm-hmm. But you might not be able to actually apply that vision. You have to know your team. At this point, I question whether or not Marcus Freeman knows this team. Because the two things he said, which was run the ball and stop the run, they can't do it. No, they can't. And we've seen it for two straight weeks. So you don't have that personnel right now. So you got to figure it out. And it's your job Mm -hmm. to figure it out, who who, who is your team. Because there's nothing else to play for. NY6, done. College football playoff, done. This is all about heart now. Yep. What do you have? Do you have pride? As a Notre Dame football player, do you have any pride left to turn this season around and make it successful? To go into Clemson and go into USC with meaning, bro? They got to beat Cal with meaning. Like, well, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But it's like you got to show me you can beat Cal right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Sean, you nailed it because this 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 is what this is about. We're going to talk about coaching and we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. But here's the deal, man. This is a team that today and I say this with all due respect and I don't say this lightly. Y'all know me, but this is a team that has not shown did not show me any heart today. And that's the that that's the that's the most concerning thing. Yeah. And it showed me that this is a team that that, that severely lacks leadership and i believe leadership starts from the top down and i'm again my opinion of marcus freeman as a person and and the hire has not changed but right now this ain't working and 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 it's it's you know 
who steps up and makes that play when you need a play? You know, who, who in, and right now, Notre Dame doesn't have, and for two games in a row, they've been given opportunities. Hey, make this throw, make this catch, make this block, make this tackle, make this, you know, make, do this coverage. They haven't been able to do it. And, you know, they'll do it for a play here, do it for a play there, mm-hmm. you know, make a nice tackle for loss and then bam. And here's the thing, fellas, if the red zone defense wasn't as good as it was today, this game isn't as close as it was. Yeah. I, I believe gonna, twice they stopped him and helped him to field goals inside the five. Yes. Yes. Like, guys, I mean, look, I want to come in here and I want to be like, hey, guys, it's going to be all right and support the team and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's Marshall, fellas. And that's no disrespect to Marshall because I've been saying for months that this is a good football team. But I don't care. You're at home. You're Notre Dame. You can't tell me it's about physical athletic talent. You cannot tell me that because it's not. It's about coaching. It's about attitude. It's about execution. And it's from the top down. Right. And there was not one position group that I will say played great. Like, no. you know, I, there's there a just player wasn't. here or there. That's sure. It. Yeah. Of course, there's a player here or there. But overall, I mean, you, you I mean, we, let's talk about it. Let's talk about these, the, you know, let, I don't know if that's the direction you want to go in right now. Yeah, let's but, do events. Let's do but events. yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's go position by position or position group. Let's go. Let's start with group. the offense and just kind of talk okay. big picture and go kind of position group Fine. by position group. Let's do it. So offensively, right? We heard all week how Notre Dame's going to take shots and Notre Dame's going to be more aggressive offensively and all of these different things. And you said it during the game when you and I were talking. Of course, we talked the entire game, but at one point you said they're still calling plays like they have an offensive line that can move the football. Yeah. And that clearly wasn't the case. So there's no adjustments. It's the game plan was we can run the ball against these guys. And here's our game plan based on that. When the foundation of your game plan isn't working, you have to change. Period. You have to. And they didn't because the offensive line couldn't hold their water. I mean, it was just, it wasn't good. The offensive line did not play well. And, I know that there's stuff all over social media about how pissed off Jarrett Patterson was and sure. all that. He should play be. better. He didn't play very well. Play better. And 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 his group didn't play very well. And he's a captain. He should right. be mad. You should be. And I want to see that. I'm glad he's mad. He should be. It was not do a good day it. for him. Yeah, now do something about it. His, yeah, 100. It wasn't good. Notre Dame gave up the middle offensively and defensively all day long. Yeah, all day long. But they kept handing the ball off up the middle. It's like. What are we doing? Right. You got to get to the outside, and yeah. they didn't. So the offensive line did not show up today again. That's two games in a row, and that to me, that's on Harry Heastan. He's not getting the either. Sure. He's not getting these guys. Well, it's it's on it's on the whole offensive well, of staff, course. Sean. And I'm going to kick this to you in a second because I I, I want to lead you into this here for a second. To me. You talked earlier about this isn't about playoff. This isn't about, you know, getting to the Fiesta Bowl. This is about this is about pride. This is about uh, who who who's who who owns big boy pants and who's willing to put them on. Mm-hmm. And there is no like with the defense for me, and we'll get to this, it's about cleaning some stuff up defensively. There's some stuff that's got to get cleaned up, and there's three guys in particular that need to have a foot put on their behinds. Right. I'm sorry. And it's it's your three best players who I think the world of as young men. Right. But yeah. it's it's mostly cleanup stuff. 
offensively, fellas, and Sean, I'm going to kick this to you because you said this before. This isn't about just execution. We're going to talk coach, you know, but that we're going to talk coaching stuff and scheme and execution. But this is a team, and this is what I'm going to kick it about Jarrett Patterson. Look, you're the captain. And the fact is, is your team and your not just your unit, but your your side of the ball is plays with zero fire right now. You play with no sense of, hey, fellas, we're going to butt kick. Let's stick down deep and go get this. And you had a chance to do that in the third quarter when you faced a third and two and a fourth and one against Marshall. And your coach, and here's what and here's what I did like about Freeman today. Those fourth down calls, I loved every single one of them. Because it's like, if we can't get this, then we don't deserve, you know, we don't deserve to win. And they didn't. And and that to me, Sean, is, is where that's where their pride was challenged by their own head coach, rightfully so. Rightfully so. It was a good call. Yeah. And they said, no, no. Mar- Marshall wanted it more than them. And it just. The. The news that Jared Patterson was so irate as a leader that he wanted to leave the field and have to be pulled back for the alma mater is a joke to me. We all know that Tyler Buckner didn't have his best day today. And it's the type of game where the leadership should have surrounded him and helped him out and got him the W because the opportunity was there. Tyler leads them on a drive to seal the game. They're up 15-12. I believe they call a timeout. They come out, it's third and three. You already know it's two down territory. You got two plays to get three yards and seal this game. Mm -hmm. It's a wrap. Put them down 10, we go home. Your fifth-year captain comes out and gets a false start. Yep, That's your captain. Yep. Right there. One has the audacity to be upset. You should have been upset right then. Don't wait until after the game. Be upset then. Because that's a first down you just cost your team. That's time off the clock you just cost your team. And that's a score you just cost your team to seal mm-hmm. the game. All because you were undisciplined. Because you, And your defense had just made a stop. Your yes. defense responded to you taking the lead with a four and out. With a four and out. You and you're in Marshall territory. territory. Yes. Yep. yep. Game is yes. over. Yes. Fifth-year senior, captain, the one that everyone was so ecstatic about returning. Because he he's to- the reason they lost to Ohio State last week. Absolutely. Yeah, they, Not yeah, having they the, him. Right. They were on the 38-yard line. 38-yard yep. line. In Marshall territory, yeah. fellas. Yes. And that's what Sean was line. saying. Sean, you, that's what you said. You're in two-down territory. Oh, you're getting another that, chance yeah. to come yes. out and put this game away. Absolutely. Yes, and they had finally – this was the drive where they had finally put Chris Tyree in the game. Oh, my gosh. To run the ball, and you saw the he was able to make. And your Hardest run of the back. night was by your speed back, by the way. Yes. Just want to point that out. And we're going to Chris, we're gonna get to Chris Tyree here in a minute. Oh, your fifth, oh my God. Your captain fails you, but yeah. he wants to be so irate after the game. Unless we find out he was mad at himself. That's the only thing that I'll accept. It's still, it's still yeah. as a leader, as a leader, you know that. Yep. Lead the boys to the alma mater. Yep. You're the one yep. after the game. And then go own it in the like, locker room. Yeah, yes. you're right. You're right, Sean. Then go yeah, own it in the locker happen. room. You're right. You got to be better. You have you're to right. be better. So to me, that's a joke. Yep. Because now who are you doing that for? Right. All of that, who who is that but, for? But that, that shows a lack of discipline. 
Sean. Yeah. And that lack of discipline also is shown in the false start. And, and that's the thing that's troubling for me because, and again, this is where, look, when, when, when you, when things aren't going right is when you need people to be able to speak truth to you. And, and I say this out of respect to coach Freeman because he's someone I want to have success because Absolutely. I root for good people. Absolutely. He's a good man. Yeah. My wife has a picture of him hugging his little daughter before the game. It's just like, this is a good man, but I got to speak truth to him right now. Okay. You have an undisciplined football team. Yes. You got to figure out why. You got to figure out what is, and he said this after the game. He's like, we got to look at everything right now, but you have an undisciplined football team that, that in clutch moments can't execute simple things like not false starting. And it wasn't your sophomore Blake Fisher, the inexperienced Blake Fisher. It wasn't the inexperienced Joe Alt. It wasn't any of your six sophomores in your starting lineup. So don't give me the, well, they're a young team. No. It's a captain. Your fifth year, fourth year as a starter, captain. Yep. False started. Yep. I'm sorry. Just yep. that was that's a lack of discipline. Yep. And 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 here's the thing, fellas. Yes, there's a lot of young players on this football team. With the couple of exceptions, a lot of the most frustrating things for me happening in the first two weeks are not being done by the young players. Tyler had a couple bad throws today, right? So, and we'll 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 kind of walk through this tomorrow in the upon further review. So we're not going to get into X's X's nose of it today. We'll get into that tomorrow. But the throw that the pick six, right? He's got to go to Mayor. Mayor's open on that play. Oh, wide open. So he makes the wrong read, no doubt. But where's the fight from Jaden Thomas on that throw? At worst, that should have been an incomplete pass. At worst. Correct. Correct. Right? So outside of those couple plays, the the misses today were, where's Foskey in the first half? Where's Foskey when the game's on the line? Why is Cam Hart giving away the inside all flipping game? I love Cam. Great kid. Met some kids today at the tailgate today. They said they're, they they know Cam, they're students in Notre Dame, phenomenal young man. And I love Cam, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How much I care about you as a young person does not stop the fact that I got to criticize when you don't do the job, right? You, you We're the baddest mofos out there. You ain't playing like it. Not even close. You know? and, and it's like, and I love Jason. There is not a bigger supporter and defender of Jason Alamo than me. But you needed to step up today and you didn't get it done. Right. And yeah, they made a play here and a play there. And, and, you know, Cam coming up and blowing up that jet sweep. But then the next play, you give out contain on a, on a, they're trying to run a, a double pass and you give out outside the guy just takes off running. It's third and long because you made a big stop behind the line and you lose contain on a slide route. Like this is an undisciplined football team that doesn't know how to punch back, fellas. Those are two really bad qualities in a football team. And the thing is, it's not – look, if if the issues there were like Blake Fisher false starts on third and three late in the game, you know what, guy? Hey, they're going to be all right. He's a young kid. He'll learn. It's just his third start, right? You, I could, I could, you could spin that four-star. You could spin that. There's no spin when it's your freaking fifth-year senior, four-year starter at left guard. There's no spin on that, guys. There's no spin when you're, you know, potential first-round draft pick at the end – 
is not playing like a guy that should be starting, much less a first-round draft pick. There's no spin when your best corner is giving up the inside over and over and over and over, right? I mean, it just was all night long. And offensively, this team has – and I think this phrase gets used way too often. And most people don't use use know how to use it, but there's no, I don't even say there. It's not about identity. There's no purpose to what they're doing offensively. No, right? there's like no, there's not one play building to the next. It's just no. weird. It's just like, and then you'll dial up something when you know, hey, we need a drive here, so let's dial up the QB runs and the boots and all this. And then after that, we're gonna go freaking away from it. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, what are you trying so to do? Right. You're right. going 11 personnel, 21 personnel, moving right up down the field. Then you get into a second and two and pressure. Now it's third and two. And then you go 13 personnel and you let Marshall get their undersized defense real tight inside. And then they just burrow underneath you on two straight runs. I was about as predictable as can be. Vince, I think yes. I looked to you and said that. I said, why are they going 13 personnel here? On that third and two, I was like, why are they going 13 personnel right here? I don't understand this. You're you're getting them in 21. The 21 and 11 was working for you in the run game. Because they had to vacate the box and defend the RPOs and do all that kind of stuff. And it was guess working what? for you. That stuff worked. That's my issue, right? And everybody's banging on Tyler Buckner. And I get it. He didn't have a great game. I get that. He but was your what? only offense no- today, though. Notre Dame scores way. zero points without Tyler right. Buckner today. Okay, yes, yeah. Drew Pine had 20 yards passing. And he threw that touchdown at the end. That was right. garbage. They weren't going to win. After they point. lost right. the game when through I mean, the interception. They were- Hundred percent, and they weren't going to win the game at that point. No, he threw six balls. One of them got picked. I mean, anyway, so you score zero points without Buckner, right? That that's my issue. Everybody's right. oh, yeah. Tyler's got it. Tyler's got to get better after two. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Tyler ain't a problem today. Tyler ain't a problem today. But he also had a deep ball down the middle that was dropped. Right. He had a deep had ball down missed. the sideline that hit his receiver in the freaking head. Okay. I don't get that. I don't hit understand. him in the I back of the not, head. I still don't know how that happened. Sean, you know what Tully were talking about? What the, the one, one, the the one, one that hit Lindsey in the fourth quarter, hit him right in the head. It literally hit him in the back of the head. Throw. Now, I don't know how it looked from your point of view, but I know on TV when they showed the replay, Lindsey had to slow down and bend backwards because the ball was – Which means head. he's got to go make a play for the ball. Which means he needs to go up stop. and get it. He right. needs to stop and jump up and down. But, you know, right. that's not – Braden Lindsay's the type of kid you need to hit him running in stride. Right. He's Which not a jump up he needs to do it. in the second quarter. Braden smokes a dude on a post route late in the second quarter, and you miss him. him. Can't miss those. Right. He's he got to get better out. by He laid out for him. No, like, that was not – Braden did that what he needed to do on, on that play. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not – that, and no. that's on Buckner. He's got to hit right. that shot. No doubt yeah. about it. No yeah. doubt about it. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, he wasn't the problem, right? It's a This is a bigger problem than Tyler Buckner. That's the yeah. point I'm trying to make, yeah. right? And when Drew Pine came in and the entire stadium started clapping and then he's, he goes and throws an interception. So yeah. can we all just kind of tamp down that that, right. that Tyler or that Drew Pine is the answer here? Because he's not. <laughs> but my issue is when they allowed Tyler Buckner to be Tyler Buckner, the offense was moving, the offense was dynamic. Oh. And then they, then they oh. stopped doing it and they start handing the ball off up the middle again. Yeah. I just don't understand. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They had right. one successful drive against Ohio State, and then they went away from it. They had yeah. successful drives today, and then they went away from it. Like what? Yeah. What are they seeing that we're not seeing? Yeah, that's my. I guess that's my biggest issue. The fans see it. We see it. I, I don't. 
But see, that's 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 what I said to you, Sean Vince, and and Sean. I want to get your thoughts on this. We heard all off season, and this is why I really wish I could have been at practice in fall camp. But like we heard all all off season and all fall camp, man, this offensive line is putting in work. You guys saw it. I mean, you guys saw it with your own eyes. You saw them doing that in practice. And then you get to the games, and it's just like it ain't working. And I under I under I actually understood it against Ohio State. I did because your offensive line had been playing well all fall camp. I understand that game plan going into this game, but you had to come into this game thinking if we can't if we if offensive line doesn't get established, we got to have answers. And and they didn't do that, right? I mean, and, and the thing that bothered me is when they needed a play, they would then go to that. Right. Just go to that. Right. You know, I just, I mean, so so you're yeah. you're getting whipped up front, and yet you're still trying to run plays like you have that group. And I'm and it's not just the O line; these tight ends aren't blocking anybody. No, agree right. with that. Too. So there's no purpose to 13 personnel right now in the run game because no, right. they're not blocking anybody. I mean, no. you know, I'm, I'm being a bit hyperbolic with that, but also it's kind of understandable too. Your offensive line, your tight ends are getting whipped on, you know, they're getting beat across their face on backside. You know, I mean, it just, it, the execution of this is really. Oh, it's not poor. good. It's not good at all. But you got to know that. And you got to look, every coach goes through that in a game. Hey, look, what we thought was going to work and working. Right. You got to figure something out. You got to adjust at that point. Like, and then like they, they did but last but year. But the thing is. Sean, I want to kick it to you because to talk about the offense. The frustrating thing is they would adjust and it would work, and then they'd go right back to what they were doing before. It's just like he's throwing stuff and hoping it sticks, right? It's this creative mind that your offensive coordinator has, and he's just trying to show how creative he can be instead of just simplifying. Look, you have a young quarterback. At this point, the offense – should be as it needs to be. The formations that are going to work. And this is what irritates me because I know you said it on your show. We said it in conversation. We said all week. They have two defensive backs that are very aggressive. They will jump routes. One, Donnie, uh, Micah Abraham jumped the route last week, took it back for a pick six. We said in the middle Yep. We said expected all week. Yep. Tommy just came out like he didn't know that they were going to play man to man and bring the safeties down in the box to get nine in the box to stop the run early. Like he didn't know that. And mm-hmm. see, you can say the offensive line to get any push. It's nine in the box. With a quarterback that's not hitting the plays that he gets a chance to make on the deep balls. So yeah. now what do you what do you want him to do? Right, and then it's a shuffling in of formations every other play. Like there's no consistency, there's no rhythm, and they can't get lined up. They can't get lined up. They're looking to the sideline. It's it's just a mess. It's a mess, and it's almost like what was the game plan coming right. into this matchup? Because you should have known that they were going to be aggressive, and at that point, you should have been going out to the flat, getting Brian look. You know how great Bryce look, Bryce Young is. Yeah. I I don't respect Bill O'Brien that much as an offensive play caller. He went on the road in a hostile environment, expecting an aggressive defense, 
And for the first phase, he found a way to get the ball to Jameer Gibbs. His best athlete. He's like, I'm not about to come out. Just call exotic things. We're going to swing pass, run, move him to the slot, jet sweep. We're going to find ways to get him the ball and see if he can make plays for us. We're going to let them calm down. And when we get into the milk or the middle of this thing, then we'll see how we can attack them with our quarterback and the rest of our passing game. Chris, Chris Tyree on a swing pass. Somebody else on a swing pass. A quick screen here. They could have run the middle screen to the tight end all game long. Yeah, It was wide open. It was wide open. It wasn't a screen, but he hit Bauman in the middle of the field when he was scrambling out to the right. He ended up running down to like the two-yard line. The middle of the field was wide open all day. Why? Because you had safeties that wanted to stick their nose in the run game, and you had your DBs playing tight man to man. Yep. Michael Mayer was running wide open pretty much all day. Just all day. They couldn't stick him. Like they missed him on the cross late in the game. Was that in the fourth quarter? They missed him on the crossing route where he overthrew him, where he was wide open. You said he was yeah. wide open on the yeah. interception. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they was like out high. of a three by one. Three yeah. by one. He missed he was, him high. He was, he was open. Yeah. He was open. I, I don't understand. There is no cohesion to the offense. There's no thoughts. There is no step one to get to step two. We're setting this team up for this in the second half. None of that. Like you said, we get down, we get our backs up against the wall. And, oh, now let's go to this package because yeah. we, we need to make some hay. And then you just leave it alone. Once you finally score, you never go back to it until yeah. that situation arises again. It's Brian, it's, it's all bad right now, top to bottom. Yeah. It's all bad, right? I'm going to say it. It's like a, it feels like, a major league baseball team that is in a full rebuild. Like, okay, let's see what these youngsters have. Let's see what we got on the roster. Let's let's just, man, everybody's open. Competition is open again. Man, we got to look at coaching. We got to look at everything. We got to see what we have because this is about building the team, finishing off the season, and more than that, getting guys ready to play going into next season. That's just being realistic because other than that, all of your goals that were at the top of your list, they're done. Yeah. They're done. Like, like let's, let's, I want to talk about this right now, guys, because this bothered me too from the game. Can y'all explain to me why there was at least four or five times today when three receivers were all standing right next to each other? Like, like this like is during this, play. like literally after yeah. the snap. That's the yeah. thing that's frustrating me is like this, like, like, here's the thing, right, fellas? You know, we could come in here and say, you know, it's game two and you're going to have some things at the beginning of the season that aren't this or aren't that. And that's true. You're not going to be in peak midseason form in game two. Yeah. Right. But there's that. And then there's what we saw today. Well, and. Right. Yeah. And, and and it's 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 the false starts. It's the guys not getting lined up. There was one point in time where Chancey Stuckey is about to lose his freaking mind on the sidelines trying to get the receivers. And, and it wasn't even the receivers, like the whole offense lined up correctly. And like when like when stuff like that is happening, yeah, this isn't gee, 
It's game two. This is what the freaking heck are you guys doing when you're running pass patterns and guys are just like right bunched up. And you guys remember the play, I think it was the, the second quarter where Buckner threw to mayor on like an option route and he threw wide yeah. and it was a third down play. And he, like I'm watching that play from the box and it was, it was, I can't remember. I think it was, I can't remember who the other receiver was, but one of them was Jaden Thomas. And they all ran like, kind of like stop routes, like some kind of route where you're going to stop at the end. And when they weren't open, they just stood there. Like every receiver at every level of football is taught. If you're not open and you see the quarterback go away from you work and you know where you're, you should be taught where to work. And they would just stop. And then Tyler's like looking around like, okay, I don't know where to go with the ball. You guys are just standing around and you're covered. You know, and it's just like when you're seeing stuff like that constantly, when you're seeing stuff where like like early in the game they ran an outside zone to estimate and they just turn a guy loose, and I don't know who was at fault here, and, and so we won't draw this play up because I, I couldn't tell you, but it, it was Blake Fisher. Everybody's like, oh, Blake Fisher got beat. Blake Fisher thought he was getting help from the inside. Now, I don't know if Blake Fisher missed, had a bad, missed a call and he shouldn't have thought he got help and he should just block the guy and then they run right outside of it, or – if Josh Lug was supposed to help with him, I don't know what should have happened. But what I know is, is there was a clear miscommunication on a simple outside zone play. Yes. And you just turn a dude loose. And we saw that time and again, the play that Jarrett Patterson gave up a hit on Tyler Buckner. It was about the most easy ET stunt I've ever seen in my life. And he just, they come pick it up. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're seeing stuff like that happen over and over again. And then you're, you can't, you're getting false starts on third and eight. You're getting silly blocking the back penalties that negates a big run from your quarterback. And remember, what was the other series where they started off? It was, a, I think it was the second quarter. And it was the play where, uh, Vince, do you have your notes from today's game with you? They had a, they ran a play to, to, to I think it was to uh, Lorenzo Styles. He catches the ball and he gains some positive yards. And I think they came right back on like the next play and they get a false start. And it's just like, what the heck is going on? Yes, it was. It was he for 20 yards, and then the next play, you get a false start on – on. Uh, so you're at your own nine. It was all oh, – you're backed up. You're at your own nine-yard line. Okay, so first down – first down – no, I'm sorry, hold on. You're at your own 10-yard line. First down, Tyler oh, Buckner keeps it and runs for 20 yards. And yep. it comes okay. back because of a terrible block in the back pinned by Jane Thomas, which was just – you get beat – and then now, then you compound it by blocking a guy in the back. Guy probably doesn't even make the tackle on Tyler Buckner anyway. So right. then it's fourth and four, first and fourteen. You go up the middle for three yards, and then second eleven, uh, Buckner hits Lorenzo Styles. He makes a guy miss, goes for twenty yards, get the ball out to the twenty-nine. So you got yourself some breathing room. First and ten on the very next play, false start from your junior tight end. Correct. First and fifteen in the stall drives. The drive stalls. So it well, wasn't just the one play. In the very next play, the one that hit Lindsey in the back of the head. Yeah. Which again, it was not a good ball, but you got to make a better effort than that, right? Yeah. And and so, uh, it's like the the interception, the pick six. Tyler's can't make that throw, but as a receiver, where's your fight? Where's your compete level for that football? And we didn't see that today. And and it's like little, like it's it's amazing to me to watch simple things that defenses do take things away. So like today, what Marshall was doing, which was kind of smart, is they were not giving safety help over the top a lot to one side of the field. But what they were doing is they were using their leverage with the corner to take away the outside. So Notre Dame was just kind of doing like a little stutter and then releasing right outside, which was letting them ride them right out of bounds. Right where yep. you put, you attack it. 
first thing I'd always teach receivers, attack his leverage, and then the aiming point is his outside shoulder. Like it was like the armpit of his outside shoulder. You stretch him outside, and then when he takes away that outside, you slip inside and get right up on top, and you're open. Is that like a foreign concept? Is throwing to the field not allowed? Did I miss the NCAA rule change where you can't throw vertically to the field side? Is that a thing now? Like, Vince, remember early in the game, I looked at you and I was like, dude, seriously, the safety is closer to the line of scrimmage than the corner. Yeah. And you got a one-on-one to the field. And, you know, what are we what are we doing? Right. You know, and, right. like, the other thing, they were playing cover two to the boundary. Like, can we run a, all verts against this, please? And, you know, where that backside safety is put in a bind, and if he takes it, then you can throw the, the fr- front side seam or something. You know, like, we're allowed to attack the field, and you're allowed to attack the middle of the field on something other than a tight end pop pass. So those are both allowed, you know, <sighs> and it just it, so the point is, guys, there's no purpose. There's no purpose to what they're doing. There's no there. And then they're just the constant bad, silly mistakes that they make that are just drive crushing. That's bad preparation. That's bad leadership from the player level at the coach level. Because, again, it ain't Blake Fisher that's making those false starts. It's not Lorenzo Styles or or Joe Alt or Logan Diggs or Audric Estime or any other young players in the lineup. It's your it's a, a junior tight end. I'm sorry. I know you haven't played a lot of football, but a junior tight end should know not to false start. I mean, it's not – too hard, right? Your fifth-year senior captain, four-year starter, should know. Hold your water, yep. you know. Exactly. And it's just, it just it, it it is really frustrating. It is really frustrating to watch an offense that just doesn't seem to have a lot of a purpose. And then on top of that, you're not disciplined and you're fundamentally unsound. And and the expectation was that stuff would get fixed. And here's the here's the frustrating thing. I've seen a lot of practice film that you guys have taken from practice and I'm watching the drills be done, but for whatever reason, what they're drilling is not being carried into the practice into the game field. And that's a problem. And that's a coaching problem and a player problem. Cause you're either teaching it or you're allowing it. One of those two things is true. And, and I'm going to say it now. It's insane to me that Chris Tyree is not getting more touches. Insane. Number one. And if your receivers are going to be that bad at certain things, like fight for the ball. And again, I'm not even coming at Braden. People, Braden, I didn't like how Braden played that one. And there's some other things he needs to do better. But Braden also got open a few times too and didn't get the ball. But Jaden Tom, Jaden Thomas is a guy everybody tells us, oh, this guy's a great practice. Get it in the spring game and that's it. Like fight for the ball, compete, make a make go, battle, dude, battle somebody. You know what I mean? Like if, if Tobias Merriweather, doesn't know enough of the offense to get on the field, then you know what? That's a coaching problem. But then put him on the field for the three things he knows how to do and right. give him the ball. It's maddening. Yeah. yeah. And I know, like, fans have their particular areas that they think is more egregious right now. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. It's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad. Unless your name is John Sott, Blake Groupie, or Tariq Bracey, or Brian Mason, I'm, you know, sorry. Every every positional coach, head coach, every positional coach, every position group, every individual player, leadership, it's all bad right now. 
it's just all bad. And you're at the point as a fan base where you get to sit back and watch either the development of what could be or will be a national championship caliber program or it goes the other way. There's only one or two ways it can go. Mm-hmm. Now is that time. Yeah. Their backs are against the wall. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Now I thought that. Yeah. You see. Now you're about to see what this coaching staff, this head coach, this coaching staff, and these players are made of. You're about to see what they're made of. Flat out. Yeah. Well, Flat the problem out. is, yeah. Sean, is, is – go ahead. Bauman, he can mess around if he wants to. I know when I played basketball – the best teacher was that seat right next to the coach. That was the best teacher in the world. So if he wants to continue to come into tight sets and let outside guys come clean across his face and get into the tackle, you know where you can go? You can come stand right next to me. Eli, hold it. You're in. It's like it's time. It's, it's at that point where it's time out. For, you know, loving, you're talking about guys being great leaders and talking about guys being extremely smart at this position and they're so smart and they pick up this and they pick up that. No, no, no. I need people that are going to make plays. Yeah. I need people that are going to be fundamentally sound and make plays. That's all I need right now. We're going back to the to the fundamentals right here, Vince. Yep. We're not about to get cute. This is what we do well. These are the packages that we're successful in. We're going to run this until they stop it. Absolutely. And when they stop it, then we'll find something else to do. If they had done that today, they would have won the game. If they had just put Tyler back there, 13, what, 11 personnel, 12 personnel. With, with, with Chris Tyree in the backfield. Chris Tyree and force them to go outside and run RPOs, and all of the cutback stuff that Chris Tyree would have had, they would have ran Marshall off the field. Yep, absolutely they, agree. Formationally, Tommy put Marshall in advantageous situations to be able to execute their game plan. He did nothing to take them out of what they wanted to do. And when you do that as a coach, you put your players in a bad position. You put your players in a bad position. When your leadership doesn't step up, right? you put the players. Right. Tyler Buckner should not be expected to lead this team the right. way it's constructed. He's a you have soft. too much leadership to expect him to put the team on his back in his second career start. That's asking way too much of him. He should be able to go out and play behind the leadership that's on that offensive line, and that's in the wide receiver court. You can't have Logan Diggs just allowing free rushers to come right. up the middle. Right. Just whiffing on his block. That's not yeah. the offensive line. Dylan McCullough has to get him straight. Absolutely. Or else, you know what? You can sit right here. Hey, Jabron Payne, come on in. Come on in. You want to solve and get mad because I'm telling you you messed up? Okay. It right there. We'll bring the freshman in. Is that that point? Is that that point, right? Because I don't know if we're dealing with the residue of what was left over from an attitude standpoint, but this leadership here, and Vince, I asked the question 
and you can go ahead and grab it right here, Vince. What would this team look like if those guys didn't come back? <laughs> <laughs> Just think about that. if Foskey, Patterson, what if they didn't, if Mayer didn't come back? If Michael Mayer didn't come back and he's in the NFL starting tomorrow, what would this offense look like? Right. Right. No, you're not wrong. And that, I just I just don't understand as a coach. Look, I, I'm, I won't even fault the game plan. That That's neither here nor there, to be honest with you. You can have whatever game plan you want coming into a game. And frankly, you should have been able to run the ball against Marshall. Okay? So yeah. if that's your game plan to run the ball and stop the run, okay, that's fine. No problem. Okay? If that's your game plan, great. But it became very evident very quickly that that game plan wasn't going to work. No. And I, and, I, and I saw no adjustment to making a new game plan in this game offensively. I just saw nothing. And that is my biggest issue. Number one, you're not getting your best guys the ball. Number two, you're not getting the ball wide like you need to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's embarrassing in a lot of ways, to be honest. And I, I, I just, I'm at a loss because... I saw a dynamic offense when I was at practice. I did. I saw it. And I've seen glimpses of it in games. When when they go the length of the field and they score touchdowns because they're allowing Tyler Buckner to be Tyler Buckner, because look, is he a super duper accurate quarterback when he's just sitting in the pocket and getting rushed? No, he's not great. At least he hasn't shown it up to this point. But you know when he is accurate, when he's able to run read option and RPOs, and everything else thrown across his body to Kevin Bauman up the middle. That was because he was on the move. He was off platform. That is when he is at his best. And how can you not know that as, as his coach? That's my issue. How can you not know that? Yeah. I, I, it's, we see it. Everybody sees it. The 80,000 people saw it but the coaches apparently don't see it or they just don't want to see it. And that's, the issue that I have, you have to be able to make those adjustments. And if you're not going to make those adjustments, or if you're the head coach and you're not allowing those adjustments to be made, wherever yeah. the lack of communication is, okay, it's wrong and it's not good. It's bad, period. That's the problem to me. And 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 people that want to go with, like I said, Tyler didn't play his best game, but this is a team that seems like it was being built offensively around Tyler Buckner to carry the load. Right. And with the leadership, that is the wrong struck this offense. That is not – you are putting way too much on this young man. Now it's totally different if we get five, six games into the season and he's shown himself to be able to take on more of a responsibility. But the leadership on this offensive side of the ball – from a fundamental standpoint, the plan should have been from the players. We are going to play clean football. Yes, they right. didn't. They and didn't put no. our quarterback in the best position to be Correct. successful. And they right. didn't. The the players didn't execute. Look, and I, I have to bring this up. How am I tiptoeing around the fact that I, I didn't like the game plan? I'm not tiptoeing around it. I said. And we've I, said this like multiple times in this show. I yeah. don't care what the game plan was. You can have whatever game plan you want. 
but you have to adjust out of it if it's not guys the reality is it's marshall right you could have the most mediocre game plan in the country and if your team is simply here's the deal guys let's let's be real about this okay we can talk about game plan should have been this, and there's a lot we could say about that. Where are the sure. you know, where's the running back screens? Like I'm waiting on them against this cover zero fire to do some kind of throw, you know, roll out throwback screen to Chris Tyree or something, right? Like you got stuff. Use your freaking weapons, right? We can do all that all day, but it's marsh. That's true against Ohio State. This yeah, is absolutely. Marshall. Yes. Here's the deal: a team that was disciplined beats Marshall. Now, 100%. it might have been an ugly loss, and we'd probably still be a little cranky right now. Man, I can't believe you only beat Marshall no by seven. We right. But you win. About, yes. You still, if, right. if it was simple, just your fifth-year senior doesn't jump off sides, there's a pretty good chance you go down there and it's 22 to 12, and it's ball game, fellas. And it's over. Ball game. It's over. You're on the 38-yard line with a third and three, okay? I don't care if you run triple option out of that. You're going to get a first down. If right. you yeah. get outside, you give you give Tyler Buckner the option to throw a pass. You're gonna get a first down because he's probably gonna, just gonna keep it and get the three yards. Okay, and then you're still in business and you're moving the ball down the field, but you get a false right. start. And I realize you can't boil this whole game down to one thing, but at least you're getting away but from a win an, at that point. But it's it speaks to the entire problem. Here's the thing: right. if we just pointed to one play and said that's the reason they lost, we'd be a holes. Yeah, and we just absolutely. be emotional, like, oh, we're just these guys that just happen to have a YouTube show and just scream crazy things like we heard last week after the game on Sunday night, right? <laughs> but here's the deal. It's Tommy. it's it's an epidemic of that stuff. It's that play represents what we see throughout the game, right? It's the not being able to get lined up correctly. It's about not getting the ball yeah. snapped on time. I, I, I You could just see Marcus Freeman down on the sideline just like, seriously, why can't we snap the ball? It's like we're going to burn every time out we have. You and they got lucky. There was one time the, the play clock ran down, fellas, oh, and they didn't they yeah. didn't blow the whistle like they. I mean, it was literally like a yeah. full second. That thing yeah. looked to me like it was on zero, yeah. and you didn't get it. And then, so what happens when you have a young team? And again, there is youth. That's not an excuse. When you don't have young players prepared and they're rushing, they're not going to execute that rushed play the way veterans will. Correct. You know what I mean? And so, don't put them in that position right. to rush that. Get the call made. Right. You know, and so to me, we can talk about the game plan all we want, and we'll do that tomorrow when we get a chance to break the film down and study Absolutely. it more, look at it in a more level-headed way. But the game plan is not the problem to beat Marshall. The right. game plan is right. is why you don't beat them by 30. The loss to Marshall goes way deeper than the offensive game plan or play calling. Way deeper. Yes. It is a fact that you are not playing young some young players right? Because they're young and they don't know the whole playbook and we can't trust them. But you know who I didn't trust today? Your veterans who are getting the worst penalties that you had. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, I mean, that's the stuff for me, fellas, is, you know, we, we can, we can, we can kind of come, we can kind of come with all this stuff about game plan and that's legit. There's, there's, there's value to that, but look, y'all are focusing on the wrong things. Fixing the game plan doesn't mean Notre Dame runs a table and goes 10 and 0 the rest of the way. They can fix the game plan all they want. And guess what? Stuff's going to creep up and they're going to have problems. They're going to get beat. They're going to have mistakes. They're going to do all this kind of stuff. It goes deeper than that. It's about your team was undisciplined your team, especially on offense, but really both sides of the ball, never punched back. 
And that says so much more about this football team. I'm going to say something right now. Marcus Freeman, as a young head coach at 36 years old, gave a lot of freedom to his assistant coaches. It's time to take all that back. Because, my man, this is your neck on the line ultimately, right? This is your team. This is your program. You're the future of this program. It's time to say, hey, I gave you all this. And and it's like when we're ki- when you're you got kids, right? I mean, you know, little kids or whatever. I was like, my dad was like this growing up. Yeah, I'm gonna give you this, but you better be responsible with it. And if you don't right. be responsible with it, then I'm gonna take it away. And that's what he did. He showed a lot of faith in his staff, and I don't I don't have a problem with that. But it's about okay, they haven't earned that yet. What are you gonna do about it? And and that's the thing, fellas, is that's the part that's gotta gotta get fixed. And I and I know we have a lot of super chats, and we'll get to a lot of those, and we appreciate all the super chats. But the thing is, we can talk about play calling and scheme and all that, fellas. But on both sides of the ball, this is a team that doesn't have the fight to do what they need to do when the game is on the line. And in three straight games now, this football team has had a lead. In the third was actually the fourth quarter, I believe, or at least at the very least, late third quarter has had a lead because Marshall actually or Ohio State took the lead late in the fourth, late in the third quarter last week. But you had a lead late in the third quarter of all three of those games and you lost right. all of them. Yep. Yep. That's unacceptable. Right. Two 90 plus yard drives to put you out of your misery two yeah. weeks in a row. It's not okay. Period. Period. And yes, we had a lot of nice things to say about the defense last week against Ohio State. And it's not like I'm taking all of that back, but they didn't play very well today. They didn't. They they got abused up the middle. They got absolutely abused up the middle. And look, the secondary played fine. Okay, whatever. But Marshall wasn't going down the field on them. They, They were being stretched, you know, horizontally. The defense was being stretched horizontally. They couldn't set the edge. They couldn't defend the middle. There wasn't much the defense did well, okay? So you can't give up a 94-yard drive with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, a 5-minute and 16-second, 11-play, 94-yard drive that ends in a touchdown. You you can't do that. You had them third and nine on the minus seven-yard line. Third and nine. And they just run that little deal where they just get a guy underneath and he gains 11 yards. Third and nine. Even after the the Patterson false start and all of that, you pin them deep, you get them to third and nine, and you give up 11 yards. You had an opportunity for them to be punting out of their own end zone with about eight minutes to go, and you gave up 11 yards. That's not okay either, you know? And it was the same play that they've been running all game long when they needed it, and we couldn't stop it. And it's, it's, it's maddening to me. And everybody in the stadium knew what play they were going to run on third and nine and Notre Dame couldn't stop it. And then they proceeded to give up, you know, the rest of the 94 yards for a touchdown. Just. You can't be on the goal line in that same series, Vince, and drop eight and have a guy wide open in the end zone. Absolutely. You you drop eight into the end zone and this guy is just wide open. Wide open. zone. Wide you open. You allow the quarterback to get outside once again. Correct. Correct. Y'all okay. gonna love this, by the way. I had to dip out because I had to go tell my mom. My mom and my wife are up there fussing about the game, and I could <laughs> the mic's picking it. I'm like, y'all, y'all gonna take this somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
And I apologize to all the guys that as this season goes along, your significant others are going to realize that you can record the game rather than watch it live mm-hmm. because season is pretty much over and they're going to start asking you to do stuff around the house during games. I'm, mm-hmm. man, I apologize in advance that Notre <laughs> Dame didn't help you guys out. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. You know, yeah, the significant others get really aggressive when they see Notre Dame's not as good as, you know, you thought they would be. And they start requesting going out on the weekends. Oh, you can watch that game later. It's, it's not just record it. Come back yeah, and watch it. It's not important. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not exactly. wrong about that now. Yeah. So let's, guys. I want to. I do want to talk about uh, kind of some something here that I we've kind of talked about, but I but I think it needs to be addressed a little bit further. When we talk specifically about the defense, I I think that the troubling thing for me defensively is. I guess you could say it's kind of the whole the whole team, but like the guys that did the most talking are the guys that are having the hardest problem. Wow. That's one part one. Another thing too is they got to figure something out with the substitution problem. On one of the drives, Vince, I think I looked at you at one point in time on one of their scoring drives. I looked at you and I was like, there was at times at least six or seven non-starters in the lineup on the field mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah, and all those guys should play, and I'm a big fan of rotation. But you're talking about it's defense. what we talked defensively. Yeah, it's what we talked about last year. Remember early against Toledo, against Florida State and Toledo, there times where they would just do like mass defensive substitutions, and you can't do that. You can't put your whole second team in the game when it's seven to six, right? And then you're surprised they go down the field and score. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like because you're putting those kids in a bad situation. Yeah. And so there's definitely stuff that needs to get addressed. But at the end of the day, you can, you can, that's stuff that should not be costing you games, fellas. Because at some point in time, your best players got to step up and say, hey, man, enough of this. Right? right. I mean, Texas is out playing Alabama for almost four quarters. Games online. Bryce Young says, okay, fellas, I got this. Yep. Right. I, I got this, fellas. Right. And okay, I get it. They don't have a Bryce Young, but they've got an Isaiah Foskey. They've got a Jason Adamiola. They've got a Cam Hart, you know, and it's like, who's going to be that guy? And then, right. the, you know, talk about like, so, so what's kind of what's next fellas. Okay. Like number one at the top head coach has got to let people know, uh-uh, uh-uh, nope. No, I mean, uh, other than Brian Mason, <laughs> who, who here's the thing. Let's talk about the special teams for a minute. I mean, who'd have thought that the star of the team outside of Tariq Bracey would be a a walk-on transfer punter from Harvard. But John Sott's been an absolute dude in He's two games. He's been a dude. He's been and a remember dude. what was the biggest question mark we saw at practice? Yeah. Right, so here's the thing that's, that's getting me, fellas. What's, what is, what, what people are, what we're seeing at practice is not turning out to being on Saturdays, and that shows me there's a severe, a severe lack of leadership, player-wise, coaching-wise. But you can't tell me that you couldn't fix things that were broken against Ohio State that came out and were the same thing. You can't fix those in week two because Brian Mason fixed all those. And there's no part of the football team that gets less time in practice the last the, in college football than special teams. And that's true for everybody. And Marcus Freeman threw his buddy under the bus. Who? He threw Brian Mason under the bus during the week. He's like, hey, special teams wasn't good enough. No, I, I don't I'm think, not saying that in a negative I, no, way. I'm, I'm not saying dis- it in a negative Well, way. I think there's only one way to take that, and that's a negative thing. I think what I would say is he was critical of a part of the team yes. that had to get better. 
He was critical did. of all phases, and and it got better. So I don't call that to me when I think of throwing. And this is a semantic thing, Vince, and I don't want to make it a semantic thing. But when I think of throwing something under the bus, I just want you to clarify. I think that that's a negative. You shouldn't do that. Oh, right? I want you should Marcus throw Freeman your- calling people out. Okay, Not, so I mean, that's different. So yeah, so we, that's it was I'm just a semantic thing. So we're so, on the so same page. my so let me explain. So we know that Brian Mason is is they go back deep with Marcus Freeman. It's one right. of the reasons he was hired. Now, obviously, he's also a very good coach. Okay. But what I liked about Marcus Freeman is that he wasn't afraid to call out that section of the yeah. team, even though that's his boy. And right? what did he do? He fixed it. That's what I'm saying. I want more of that. Okay. I want more of that. And we'll see how that goes. We'll see how those different parts respond and all of those different things. But man, it, it's just. They almost have to start at square one at this point. Yeah. With, with oh no, so it's not almost. They do. It's yeah. it's reset. Like you know what this is, fellas. We're all about. We're all not though. This you're playing in Nintendo, right? There was no saving when we were kids playing Nintendo. Yeah, you had to let the thing play for two days while you finished your season. Your 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 thing is Zelda, or yeah. you're trying to get through your your Major League Baseball. You know your your RBI baseball season, right? You had to you had to let that thing stay on, and then somebody kick it and they start blinking. You're like, oh, you got to be kidding me! So what you got to do when things weren't going well? Reset, right? It's time yeah. for a reset. Absolutely. Because the, Top to what, what you thought that, and look, this, this Marcus Freeman is not the first coach to start poorly. But the coaches who became champions that started poorly are the guys that said, Mm-mm, we're not going to keep doing the same thing. Not good enough. I thought this was going to work. And you know who, right. you know what, Nate, you know what, here's the list of coaches who tried some it didn't work and kept and 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 you know they tr- they thought something was going to work and it didn't yeah. here's the list of coaches who didn't have that problem there aren't any the great coaches will say hey you know what Mm-mm, this isn't working we're fixing it i've talked about this before with coaching hires when i'd be criticized brian kelly urban meyer made terrible coaching hire in 2016 when he put tim beck and ed warner as the offensive coordinators and it was a disaster you know what he did after one year of that you got to go. Good one hired Ryan Day. He had Everett Withers was his D coordinator for two years when they went 24 and two, and the guy didn't get it done in big games. You know what he did? Sorry, bro. You got to go. Brought in Chris Ash, won a title the next year. Right. So this is where this is a challenge for Marcus Freeman. And y'all can say, oh, fire him after three games. That's nonsense. Let's let's be adults, right? He's not getting fired after three games, and he shouldn't get fired after three games. But if he doesn't step up and say, Mm-mm, this has got to change, then it's going to keep happening. And that's ultimately how guys end up losing their jobs, right? Charlie yeah. Weiss never fixed what we all knew was broken. And so if you're Coach Freeman, there's no let's let the season play out thing. You just lost at home to Marshall. All bets are off, fellas. Yeah. And and so we're going to sit down and have a conversation tomorrow face-to-face with every single coach. And it's going to be like, number one, this is the expectation. It's not getting met. We're going to talk about how it needs to get done. And then we're going to go do it. And you're going to take some input from your coaches, especially some of your vets. But what you've been doing has got to change. Like, no, 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 no. I tried to I tried to be this guy. I tried to give y'all and, and let y'all be grown-ups. And I knew I'm a first-year coach. But you know what? That's It's now my, my hind parts are now on the line now. Well, yeah. Right? And so, you know, some things are going to change around here. You know what I mean? And it's like – it's like y'all remember that old Sinbad skit, right? The Afros and bell bottoms. 
he talks about as soon as you get married, some things got to change around here. You know what I mean? Like that's how it's got to be, fellas. Yeah. Like it can't just be let's do better at what we're doing because what you're doing had you woefully unprepared to play Marshall, and you lost by five, fellas. It wasn't that close. It wasn't that close. Oh no, that's a garbage touchdown at the end. I mean, and I- and if Marshall doesn't have a couple, as we said earlier you know, red zone stops and and some of their play calling inside the five was like, what are you doing? You're trying to run the same stuff that you ran at the 40, but Notre Dame safeties are three yards behind the line of scrimmage now because you're at the five. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they were able to stop it. But it's about we're practicing we're not practicing the same. We're not, we're gonna everything's changed, right, fellas? I mean, we're looking at our depth charts all over again. Like I said, if your name isn't Brandon Joseph, Tariq Bracy, or Michael Mayer, I mean, maybe there's somebody else. Howard Cross, he's been their best defensive lineman the last two games, in my opinion. I don't know if y'all agree with that. But outside of those four dudes, everybody, how bad do you want your job? Like, how bad do you want this, fellas? Right? And and so, and that's on him. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm not happy about it, but now that it's here, I want to see how he responds to it. Uh, and and he kind of said that after the game. I don't know if y'all heard that, but he was after the game. He was he was talking about like like pretty much everything is is got to get looked at now, you know, because because Brian Kelly and four and eight, um, like he didn't at no point that season did Brian Kelly change what happened. Did he do something to change what happened? He wasn't going to fire Brian Van Gorder. He was forced to Brian fire Brian. Yeah, Brian that's Van accurate. I'm not saying that Marcus Freeman's to fire anybody. We're not there yet. I lost a cow and we may have some conversations, but, but here's the deal. What you do this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in preparation for cow better not look anything like what you just did. That's, that's, that's a fact. If, if if Notre Dame loses to Cal, I'm going to need to borrow Sean's pacemaker. And I'm, I'm just now banning everyone that uses the word woke in a sentence from here on out. Stupid. So anyway, we we do need to get to some super chats. Okay. So let's get to some of these super chats and and those are going to lead us uh, to some different conversations. Oh, no doubt about that. Irish Chi-Town. I will say this first, Brian, what went wrong and how do we fix it? I think we've discussed some of the, what went wrong, but you know, we're going to, we're going to throw a little, we're going to throw a little caveat. I'm not sure how it's going to look this week, but we're going to do some cow prep this week, fellas, but we're going to do a lot of this stuff. We're going to have some shows this week. We're going to talk about specific things about that needs to change uh, as we kind of go through this season and and kind of get ready for uh you know sort of what's to come so we we will have those conversations we will d- dive into some of those type of things during the week uh there's no question about it but tonight's just not the night we're going to do that but i promise you that we will we will get to that here at some point in time this 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 week uh, but tonight's just more of a, a venting session, a, a pointing out the things of yeah. what went wrong, and then we'll get into what to fix next. But I did want to let you know that. Uh, we felt people needed to vent tonight, and we needed to vent tonight. But we're, no we're definitely going to – what I hate is people who just complain and then never offer solutions. Oh, believe me. Believe me. Believe I've seen me. a lot of that. Don't worry. We'll have plenty of <laughs> solutions to offer this week. But at the end of the day, it only matters if Coach Freeman can find them, and yeah. I do believe he can. But it's like his whole, I'm going to, you know, be the head coach and let you guys do your thing. Nope. It's, you know, it it can't be that way. So we got, we're just going to get kind of an order. A cool and Turner. Thank you for the super chat, man. Seriously, guys, how bad is this going to get? Does it get any better? Any, does it get better anytime soon? I I wish I had the answer to that, but I don't. Because at the end of the day, 
we don't know how Coach Freeman is going to respond to this. And honestly, I doubt Coach Freeman does right now because and I and I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't make any decisions about what he's going to do next tonight because you're doing it out of probably anger and frustration. Right. You know, like go home, think about it, talk to your wife, hug your kids. And then tomorrow you sit down with the people you trust the most and say, okay, this isn't going to, this isn't okay, but let's figure out right. what needs to be here. Uh, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? Yep. And, yep. and, and get to that right away. And yeah. He, and he needs to rethink some stuff. I mean, he just does. He just needs to re and, and, you know, people are talking about, you know, it's, it's just, he's using Notre Dame as a first-year head coach and learning how to be a head coach and all of those different things. Part of that is accurate. You know, part mm -hmm. of that statement is accurate. He is learning on the job. There's That is part of the chance that Notre Dame took by hiring a guy who's never been a head coach before. Right. I get that. I do get that, 100%. And I will also say that going into this as a head coach, he was thinking to myself, he was thinking to himself, hey, if we're going to be successful, we have to run the ball. We have to stop the run. That sounds awesome. Sure. That sounds great. That that sounds head coachish. You know what I mean? Right. Like that sounds And it awesome. is. And it it is. is. That's still a very fundamental aspect of football. But to be the head coach that he needs to be right now, he has to be able to look himself in the mirror, look his plate, you know, his his idea in the mirror and be like, "Hey, you know what? This isn't working. Maybe this isn't the identity of this team." Well, I would Maybe say, or to... Vince, or, and Sean, here's what I think, and you tell me if you agree with this or not, or here's what the identity needs to be, but what we're doing to get there is not working. Right. There, okay, fair that, enough. That, that to me yeah. is more of the, the 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 thing that I would say, Sean, is I don't think that you need to say, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to go out and be like a run and gun air raid team? Right. You know, like run Mike Leach's offense next week? No, you're, it's Notre Dame. That's who you need to be. Correct. But if my fifth year guys don't want to be there, if my juniors don't want to be there, then I'm going to freaking put my freshmen in there and I'm going to build that culture now. Because right. we are going to be a physical right. running football team. And look, and, we, we, and it get it fixed. There's thing they don't have to change their offense. Like they don't have to change right. the scheme of the offense. They just need to change the plays that they're calling. They, right. You know that that's the issue, right? They have plenty well, in the playbook that they can be successful with. Yeah, that's what I'm. But saying. to me, it just go to me. I under, you're not wrong, Vince, but to me, you're you're putting about you're getting three steps ahead, and and Sean, this is my point, and and I kick it to you for a response, and you can rebut or not or agree or whatever, but the game plan and the play calling isn't going to change anything if your culture doesn't change, if if how you're preparing doesn't change, if if you change. And so who removed, who kicked me? Sean's no. Vince is like, screw this. No, it wasn't me. I promise. I was Sean's like, Brian, you. stop talking. It's my turn now. <laughs> but You're out. Me, there's three steps that need to get accomplished, fellas, before we get to the play calling changing. Because here's yeah. the thing. If you, Sean, agree or disagree with this. If the game plan and the play calling doesn't change a lick against Ohio State and Marshall, but this team is more disciplined. This team is more physical. This team is more fundamentally sound. This team has more maturity and responds better to adversity. Their name's 2-0. Oh. Right or wrong? It's a fair assessment. I agree with that. So I'm not saying that the play calling and game plan doesn't need to change, but you can change the play calling all you want. There's a much deeper problem here than just play calling. Agreed. And game plan on both sides of the ball. Like Al Gold's not calling plays to just give away the freaking flats. Right. But how the game plan was being installed was not getting that executed. And that's my problem. 
Yeah. That's my yeah. problem. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And you just made me feel better because it makes me feel like, you know what? It's all bad right now, but it's correctable. And they can win games with this football team. Right. Right? They can also keep losing a lot of games to this football Absolutely. team, too. They can. They Absolutely. Good at that. And that is a scary proposition already sitting at 0-2. So, yeah. I think, Vince, going back to what you said about the run game, right? They almost – it's so funny. They might have to emulate and look at – film and see what Marshall did and say, you know what? That can be physical. That's how we can be physical. Not try and prove who we are, right? We don't have to get in third and three, third and two and line up in 13 personnel to prove we're a physical team that can go get a first down. Right. We can do it the way we've been doing it. Right. And allow Tyler Buckner as a threat to open up the run game and we can get first downs this way. It's almost like. What we said, because I think Brian has stepped out for a second. Find out who you are, find out, find out the things that you're really good at doing. Right. Because you might have too much on the plate right now. Right. The things that you can do really well and run those things into the until someone stops it. find the things you do really well and run them really well well absolutely well if you're doing running them really well now that's right. why you go to that you per- but that's the thing is name me one thing they're doing really well right now consistently well i thought in the second quarter when they got to tyler buckner in the run game right as they spread marshall out that was something right they they were doing really well. Right. And then I don't know why they didn't combine it with Tyler earlier, but then when they had that drive that went into Marshall's territory in the fourth quarter, they combined Tyler with Chris Tyree, which is another right. threat. And but it's so like the problem is though, Sean, we saw it in this game. You 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 can't run him twenty five times every single game because then what's gonna happen what happened today, he's gonna get knocked out. You know what I mean? And so that at the end of the day, that's the reality of it. You know what I okay. mean? Like, so, and, and, and you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. My point is you've got to be able to have more than that. Right. And, and but then, but then part of that, so like, like what you're saying is Sean. So, so yes, use Tyler to run more, but then yeah. build more stuff around that. No, like, I'm not for saying example, run him more. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm saying use him, run him more effectively. Right. What I mean by running him more is like they'd have that one series where he'd carry the ball six times in one drive, and then we don't see it again for three drives. So, so make that. But then when you use that, remember the wheel route to Michael Mayer? Why did that work? Because you fake the power read. Yeah, yeah. That safety comes down, and Mayer just wheels it. Yeah. Because yeah. they're keying on Tyree on the jet and Buckner. Right? And it, bam. And and then you know we don't see really that again. I mean, if you think about the stuff that's worked this year, it's been off play action of stuff with Tyler in the in the, in, yes. in the play action. And when is he? Right? At, when is when is Tyler at his best? Shaw or Brian? We talked about this when you had to to leave for a second. When is Tyler Buckner at his best throwing the football? I mean, so far it's been when he's 
play action movement stuff like that right yes when he's right. on the move when he's off but platform. see and that's the thing is there's no purpose vince it's because like one play they're in 12 and they're motioning and they've got an overload to the right and they do this kind of you know thing where they 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 run a scheme and they get him on a perimeter and he, he has a great throwback to t- kevin bauman you know yes. leading down to a touchdown drive and all that kind of stuff and then you know and and, and then it's kind of like and then and then you go away from that and then the next drive you're going empty and you're just dropping back and you're asking them to go full field reads and stuff like that like right. you're putting too much on that right now right you know what i mean agree and 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 that's the frustrating thing i, I do want to get some more super chat sean yeah, O'Hara, man thank you so much for the super chat man chris frederico has a bunch of super yeah. chats man yes. we appreciate you uh very and i was very looking- very <laughs> very much i was looking uh, for questions and i, I wasn't able yeah, to really pick no, up with any, we, so. we appreciate you chris we That's i awesome, feel like man. every time we make a point that he likes he gives a super chat so we appreciate it uh we definitely appreciate you chris uh that or you know what might have happened he's like sitting there like this with his elbow on the keyboard and he just keeps accidentally hitting it and if that's the case, I apologize. Oh, uh, but gosh. we definitely appreciate you, Christopher, a, a ton, man. We really, yeah, really do. And I know awesome. nights like tonight can be real frustrating. Sean, again, I appreciate you too. I think Sean has a question later. Sean had another super chat later. We'll get to uh, where there was a question involved. Uh, cool and Tenor said, I sent that chat before the show. Thanks for the warning. My bad. It's all good, <laughs> man. It's all good. Ian Johnson, uh, J-Pat pulling off his jersey and having to be pulled back to do the alma mater by Chris Watt was a horrible show of leadership and by a captain. No and this that. is exactly what Sean yeah. was getting to. I just wanted to bring it up because it was yeah. a super chat from No, no, from no. Ian, I'm just but saying yes. we had yeah. that conversation because it is yeah. a bad look. It is a bad lo- look. He, he lost his poise post-game, but that lack of poise didn't just manifest itself post-game. Right. That's exactly. the same lack of poise he had on that third and three when the game – again, fellas, it was 15 to 12. They're at the Marshall 38-yard line, and it's third and three. You convert first down there. You go down the field and score. It's ball game. Right. Right? Ball game. Third quarter. It's ball game. And your senior, fifth-year senior captain didn't do what he needed to do, and then that after the game. You know what I mean? Like, I want guys to show emotion. I want to show emotion. When I first heard that he was fired up after, I was like, like, good. Then you hear the specifics of how, how how that intensity manifests, and you say, this is a problem. This yeah. is this is a lack of discipline, and there's a lack of discipline in this football team. Lack of discipline in this football team, guys, majorly, and it's coming from your vets first and foremost. Your vets are the problem, not the young guys. Your vets, and that's a that's a problem. United since 1878. Tommy Reese has some explaining to do. No you got doubt. some explaining to do. This might be my favorite super chat right now from Hulk Strongest. Run Tyree. <laughs> No doubt. Guys, the fact that Chris Tyree – No, he's not. Me. Did you see yeah, him on the freaking yeah. kick return? Like, because, Vince, you had said somebody so, – No, somebody said to me, like, uh, at halftime, somebody said, like, you know, so-and-so brought up the, the idea that maybe he's not healthy. I'm like, did you see the kick return? Right. Like, if he's not healthy, why is he returning kicks, guys? Right, he's fine. You know? Like, it's just that you're trying – You're. this is the point. That right there is indicative of, number one, you're still trying to be something that you thought you were going to be during fall camp and you haven't adjusted yet. But even then, there's no explanation for why Chris Tyree has not been more of a focal point of this offense through two Agreed. games. Agreed. I mean, he's had your most physical run so far yes. on that third and one. On that th- yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, like, and I'm not saying don't play Audric and, and Logan Diggs. I mean, it's not Logan Diggs' fault that he has to force yeah. outside of him a slow development counterplay and there's nobody there to account for the safety. That's not Logan Diggs' fourth fault. Down. That was a fourth down play that he ran that. It was fourth and one. Then he fourth and one. Game. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And he put his shoulder down and said, no, nope, I'm getting this one. And, yep. you know, it, it's, yeah. Uh, Thistle Moore Pottery. I, I don't know what that name means, but that's, it might be a, might I be love it. Shop. Yeah. I don't know. Just some more pottery. Oh, I don't know if that's yeah. what your job, whatever. We'll give love to it. But I'm really not trying to overreact, but my goodness, this was bad. I haven't been a Reese fan, but I didn't see him this on him. The lines were terrible. I mean, but that's, I mean, look, at the end of the day, when you're the offensive coordinator, that's all falls on you, right? But right. the part of being an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator is knowing here's where we're not playing well right now. And I got a play call around it. Exactly. And, and look, here's the thing. He did that last year. We, we, we saw him play call around a not-so-great offensive line last year. Right. Not seeing it this year. What's what's the difference? Like, where 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 are we hurting here? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's also part of it for me is I've seen him scheme around, you know, negative parts of the offense, and I'm not seeing it right now. Uh, there was a play in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken, where they literally used the same blitz that Oklahoma State used, and Chris Tyree was in the game. And I'm saying to myself, oh, 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 yo, 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 we're about to hit Chris just like we did in the Fiesta Bowl. But Chris stepped up and blocked instead of releasing. And I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, okay, is that the inexperience of Tyler not being able to recognize it like Jack Cone did in preparation and knew, okay, yo, this is the check. Or is that just poor game plan or them from the sideline not alerting Tyler? Yo, we're going to this if you see this. But it was like it was there, it was the exact same formation that they wanted to come out in, and they went to the exact same blitz. They brought everybody, and if Chris Tyree had just angle routed or just gave the same release he gave in the Fiesta Bowl. Can you explain to me why that's not something they're doing? Especially as aggressive as linebackers have been against Notre Dame, hmm. I I don't know. Uh, someone like I mean, teams are really attacking with their linebackers downhill. There's got to be stuff downhill. you're doing yeah. to attack that, and yeah. they're not. I mean, and and then the one time they do get Chris the ball, they throw him a little now screen, and he makes dudes miss and runs for nine yards. It's just yeah, like he had nine yards. It's not even like he's not making doing things when you give him the, when you give him the ball. He's doing stuff with it. It, it just it's frustrating, and that's. Again, that's a that's the preparation thing. That's yeah. that's where like, look, you got to look at your game plan and say this: what we thought, who we thought we were, yeah, is not who we who we are. Yeah, and, and like, we got go ahead. I'm no, sorry. go ahead, Sean. No, you're good, man. Oh, people in the chat are saying the line sucked. He had the block. No, no, that's a responsibility as a quarterback. Yo, they can't get to me before you release. Right, and all I have to do is drop it off to you. Everybody's coming. And the safety well, it, of it's either on the quarterback or the offensive coaching staff or offensive game plan to not know. give him the like in exactly. the Fiesta Bowl. Jack checked to that, right? Right to your point, but he was coached to check to that. Exactly. We don't know if Chris has that option or not, and and, and again, and he may be. I mean, if uh, if if Tyler has that option, has that he, option. we don't know. If he does, yeah. he needs to see that, and that's part of the group. Like the stuff that bothered me about Tyler today, I, like. People ready to just give up on Tyler. Like we can, we probably agree on how he played today with yeah. them, those people. But like, I'm not kicking a kid to the curb after two games of his 
no. first year as a starter, right? Well, that stuff to me is correctable. That'll be correctable with experience and time. The stuff the the reason I I focus so much on on the veterans and on the coaching staff is because they don't have that excuse. They don't have the dude just made a second career start. Can you know? Yeah. Let's chill out a little bit. But that's not the thing. It's like it's it's the stuff of the people that should be better that should know better. That has me frustrated. I guess yeah. is a nice way of saying it, fellas. Is is that? So we'd we'd have another super from Sean O'Hara. Sean said Notre yeah. Dame was fire on defense at Ohio State. Marshall executed, but let's keep it real. Is this Marcus Freeman or Tyler Buckner, or do we need to go to Drew Pine? Look. Sean, I, I, Drew Pine's I feel you, man, today, but by the way, Drew, Drew Pine is not the answer. He's <laughs> he did not play the, today. Because if you well. put Drew Pine in a quarterback, and I don't even bang on Drew. I love I love Drew. But you put you if you put Drew Pine in a quarterback today, fellas, nothing changes because the only offense you had today was, was when Tyler uh, was, was running or doing things off script. That was it. Yep. Yeah. You know, your scheme wasn't doing things to get guys open. Your 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 receivers were not doing well off the line. Hey, look, we banged Dell for it. I'm going to bang Chansey for it. You know, like, you, you can't correct this. I, I don't expect all of this stuff to be corrected in two games, but you got to show me some improvement after a couple games in an entire offseason, right? And that's the frustrating thing for me is we're not seeing that. Like, simple things that veterans players should know. They should yeah. know better. You shouldn't have receivers stacked on top of each other four or five times in the game where you know they weren't coached to do that, per se, but it wasn't coached for them not to do that either. If you guys get what I'm saying on that, right? Like you're not telling them to do that, but it's happening and, and you're allowing it to happen. And you're not playing Tobias Merriweather. Most likely what the reason we always heard was, and I asked about this today with a couple people that I know, is he hurt? Is there something going on? Like, I don't want to get on this post game show and, and bang on them for not playing him. If this kid can't play. Right. I mean, that's fair. I mean, don't you think like to find out like if this kid's healthy enough to play or not. And I was told today that he's not, he's not hurt. He didn't play today because of any injury-related thing. He didn't play today because of coach's decision. Well, whoever's making that decision needs to make a different decision. Yes. I would rather go down with a kid like that, assuming he battles, than guys that just aren't like, oh, I'm covered. I'm just going to stop. And, oh, shoot, this guy's all over me. I'm going to quit on the play and let him pick it off and run it back for a touchdown. Yeah, there's nothing that frustrates me more in football than that. And look, I love Drew Pine, but Drew Pine's not the answer, fellas. And, right. and they didn't lose this game because of Tyler Buckner. Right? Bingo. He was a part of the reason they lost this game. There's a lot of people that you say this is why they lost that game. Are we saying that Tyler Buckner was Hercules and he's the only reason it was close? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that because he did contribute to the loss just like everybody else did. But it's 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 not that simple to just say it's the quarterback. There are times when it is the quarterback. Right now, after two starts, it's not the quarterback. Right? There's a whole lot of other things got to get fixed, and simply yes. just changing quarterbacks doesn't fix that. Oh, doesn't fix that at all. Because they still can't pass block, and they still aren't run blocking. And so I'm not taking my dynamic athlete off the off off the field unless he's it was hurt. the only reason they scored. Yeah, unless he's hurt. I mean, if if Tyler if Drew starts next week, it's because Tyler's hurt. Correct. And and we don't know his status, by the way. We have a lot of people ask. We don't know his status. Coach Freeman did not know it after the game. We'll They're probably gonna, find out more tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we don't have another press conference with Marcus Freeman until Monday. Until Monday, right? right. So we're not going to know right. anything until then. 
Right. Rob Thidoff said, IB staff, as bad as it was, if the D holds on that 94-yard drive, we probably win. But the D line failed like the offense of those 94 yards, 64 on the ground. And this is what I was saying earlier, fellas. Not wrong. It's the same thing at Ohio State last week. If you just don't let them go 95 yards. Right. Like, somebody step up and make a play, please. Right. Again, they had a third and, neither and of nine. Those, right. And neither of those plays, guy, neither of those games were just blown, blown assignment where a guy goes 80 yards. Right, this wasn't Dex against Virginia Tech in 2018. This was right. methodical missed tackles, and and we'll dive into this tomorrow because I want to watch it more. And this is more of a upon further review thing. But like, how many times tonight did we see just the a gaps being vacated schematically, meaning somebody was screwing up? And I got to tell you, of of all the position groups, like the defensive line's not playing to its potential. It hasn't been bad. It just hasn't been good. The linebacker play has been. Speak on it. Bad. It was inconsistent last week, and this week it got worse against Marshall. I mean, they were like, if they didn't call for a linebacker fire, the linebackers weren't coming. They were catching. And if if there's one thing that this team needs to, to work on and practice this week, for the love of God, please work on block destruction this week. Because you can't cry about getting held when you're not doing what you need to do to try to get block destruction. You know what I mean? Like on a D-line level, on a linebacker level, and on the secondary level. Like the ability to get off blocks today was atrocious. And there was no group that was worse than a linebacker. I mean, they, they played hard, you know, and all, but they didn't, they they were, they didn't look like they knew what they were doing. They were thinking. I don't know what it was, but they weren't playing. I mean, like, and here's the thing you said, well, you know, these guys aren't good. Look, J- if, if J.D. Bertrand simply played right now like he was last year, he'd be a better player. That's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's a problem, fellas. So linebacker play's got to get good in a hurry. And this is the thing is, like, I can't stand when talented kids are sitting on the bench when veterans are playing poorly. You know what I mean? Like, that that's what drove me nuts about Joe Schmidt 2015. It's like, hey, he's a smart kid. But he's not playing well. I don't care how smart he is. He's not playing well. Well, this guy doesn't know whole little defense. Then have less defense and put in the better player. You know what I mean? Right? Okay. If, Joe, if Joe's a great kid, he's not playing well. Put it. If you don't want to put in Lyles Morgan, you got put in Jared Grace. Because whenever Jared Grace got it, even after the injury, when Jared Grace got a chance to play, he still played well. You know what I mean? So it just it's it's a frustrating thing to see that mm-hmm. because I mean, and that's the thing is somebody somebody step up at the linebacker level and for and make a play. And they were part of the reason they were a big part of the reason that they were getting out leveraged all day today in the flats. They were a big part of that, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but they were a big part of that to me. Well, that big third down conversion on the last drive from inside their own 10. Maris got out leveraged and there was no outside rush to get into the right. quarterback's face on the bootleg. It's like the whole line just went horizontally. No one came upfield. And played that position on the edge and then rushed the court. It was like it's 38. All you have to do is be fundamental and stay in your gaps. You're going to get the, the run. And then you yeah. react to the quarterback. But that was all day. Like you yeah. said, it was all it day. It wasn't just that play. Like, honestly, if it was just that play, you know, I, you, you coach it up. Like, guys, I'll, you, hey, look, we'll just coach it up. You know, like we'll coach it up. We'll fix. We'll get it fixed. It's game two. We'll get it fixed. But that stuff was happening constantly, constantly. And then a week later, you you can't get it fixed against Marshall. Because what was one of the questions that you and I talked about yesterday, Sean? 
or like we need to see how coach Freeman is. I mean, how coach golden is when he's got a week to prepare his football team for an offense. We don't know right. what that looks like. Right. Well, I, I thought they were woefully unprepared and, and Marshall did some stuff today that they didn't show on film last week. And they're not really like the quarterback movement. Like right. they let a pretty immobile quarterback, like just walk for six yards. Cause they lost contain. Just, it's just like, what are you doing? It was, it was bad. It was bad. Mary Kay Queen with Super Chat. Thank you very, very much, Mary. Appreciate it. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth with a Super Chat. Appreciate that very, very much. Craig D., uh, thank you for your Super Chat. A running back that worked as a lumb- at a lumber yard last year outrushed our running backs. They had more toughness and heart than us. Sad. I mean, does anybody want to disagree that Marshall nope. played today? If, <clears throat> here's your chance, fellas. If you want to disagree that Marshall played not, with more heart today, I want to hear it now. It's, it's not just the running back. I mean, he had gaping holes to run through. Yeah. I mean, I think the point is they're like the kid play like he put his shoulder down when he yes. needed to and run over somebody. Hundred percent, right. and that you could say that about every guy that had a white uniform right. on today. So, yeah, no doubt. So, Sean, you want to push back on that notion that 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 uh, Marshall had more heart and toughness than Notre Dame today? Is Sean with us? Is, did he get frozen up? No, no, he looks he looks depressed, but yeah, yeah. I think he got frozen up because he hadn't blinked in a couple minutes. <laughs> so I I think that was a little bit different than just him being oh. depressed. I I think uh, I think that uh, froze up a little bit. Uh, so we'll, we'll get Sean back here in, in a minute. I'm sure. Let's get to some more of these questions, fellas. Um, so here we go. Here Sean's back now. Uh, so Sean, we thought you were just uh, at first second there. We just thought you were sad because you weren't responding. Then I realized you hadn't blinked in a while. <laughs> and uh, we knew you'd frozen up, but I'll give you your chance before we move on. Do you do you want to argue with Craig here that Notre Dame that Marshall was not the tougher team that played with more heart today? Do you want to argue with that? I mean, it's easy to you know. It's kind of I don't want to call it low hanging fruit, mm-hmm. but you know that's an easy outcome to pull from just looking at the stats and numbers. I Man. thought I'm gonna be honest. I thought Tyler was really tough today. Yeah, there I were some he, players here and there. Yeah, there were players on the Michael Mayer, Tariq Bracy, yeah. right? But right. I think as an underdog coming into Notre Dame Stadium, Coach Huff had his team in the yes. set that was needed to win a game. Somebody I was critical of last week, mm-hmm. and Ryan Roberts was as well, that I thought played hard today. Was Ramon Henderson? We questioned his body. I thought now he had a couple mistakes, like leverage mistake. But you know, we questioned his body language, and and I mean, honestly, we chose the word body language because we just we weren't like we weren't liking what we saw from him. We were trying to be pleasant. But you know what? He came out and played harder today. I mean, Vince, I thought Maris was the one on that 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 fire that blew that yeah. play up, and it was yeah. on that third down, it and it was Ramon that blew yeah. that up. So kudos to him because that's what you want to see. Like, hey, you don't play well. Get- Go ahead, John. He played a – Brian, you talked about it. They're not playing aggressive. Right. And this makes me think about all the talk I heard over the summer about how smart they are and how they're picking up on so many things. And it's like, yo, all right, trying to be exotic and all of that with like a full summer of preparation for Ohio State, showing different coverages to C.J. Stroud, I get it. This is Mark. Right. Like line up. Know your gaps, know your responsibilities, and go play. Mm-hmm. Like, go play. It's what's the call? Are we in zone? Are we in man? 
let's go play and let's get mm-hmm. after it. Because it's not like they can't Marshall didn't come in with this exotic game plan that right. just took a half to figure out. It's a game plan we all said they were going to come in with, fellas. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's not about the game plan. Is it the one I would have had? No. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They just didn't adjust right. off of that game plan when it wasn't working. That's yeah. the issue. Or one of the issues. Right. I don't know if you guys saw it, but speaking of leadership, after Marshall took the lead, last touchdown drive sideline and Isaiah Foskey was over there berating the defense and I just chuckled to myself like the nerve mm-hmm. like, dude you didn't show best up best way to show game. leadership is to do yeah exactly. say. like you didn't show yeah. up that entire drive yeah. but you're over here screaming and then you hear about Jared Patterson and it's like these are the guys that came back yeah <laughs> It's like, are you here to lead or are you here for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, makes me wonder. Like, are you here for yourself or are you here to lead? And if you are here to lead, do you understand what that means? Yes. And that's the thing too, Sean. It's because some guys are well-meaning, but they don't they don't know how to lead. And that's an issue that I have. I think I think Isaiah Foskey wants to be a leader. I, I think Jarrett Patterson wants to be a leader. Yeah. But they're not showing leadership right now. And that that's my thing. And leadership comes first and foremost with do. You want to know why the players that played at Notre Dame in 2016 and 2017 thought Quentin Nelson was a great leader? Yeah. Because more than more than saying, he did. Alex Bars would say this. He's like, it wasn't even about Quentin getting in our face. Right. It was about Quentin set the standard for how to work and how to prepare. And if you didn't meet it, then it was, then he'd get in your face. Yeah. So he got in your face because he was first doing. Yeah. And so he could say, Hey, I'm doing this. Where are you? And that's an issue for me. And that's what we need to see. So look, I, I don't want to hear you talking about it. I want you to be about it. Right. And Notre Dame has a lot of dudes that have been talking about it this off season. They need more dudes that are being about it. And right now they don't have a, enough, nearly enough guys. And I don't want to say any guys, cause there are some. If yeah. everybody else was playing with the heart Tariq Bracey play with, if you know what I mean, the toughness of some other kids would play with, then that, they'd be okay right now. Yeah. But they're not getting that. And I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not, you know, well, well, we don't need to qualify you know that. Well, my thing is when you don't show up and make plays, I know how I am. Like, I played varsity as a freshman, and I was a leader by the time I got to a junior. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're screaming at me and you haven't produced as a leader, I know how I'm viewing that. I know in my mind, I'm like, dude, you need to shut up right Mm -hmm. now. Because what you're saying right now is holding absolutely zero weight with me. It would be different if you were out there playing your tail off and we were the ones blowing it. Now I can receive that. And don't wait until they score the touchdown if you feel that way. You could have said this in the huddle in the middle of the drive. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whatever you felt, you could have made a difference in the middle yes. of the drive. Yes. Said, don't wait until the kid, don't wait to the sideline to be screaming at us on the sideline. And we're just looking up at you like, okay. I don't care. Berate, scream. Looks like, dude, you haven't done anything as a leader in the first two weeks, in my opinion. 
to reserve the right to act like that because you're thinking that's leadership and that's not the leadership that's needed right now from you. Yeah. We need a different type of leadership. We need you to be quiet over here and loud on the field. And well, that's what we're not getting. And and I'll tell you what, Sean, I, I, I at first somebody mentioned in the chat a long time ago, like hours ago that they just need to take off all the C's. I don't think that that's a terrible idea. I, I'm just going to say yeah. it. I, I don't think that's a terrible idea right now because I think right now this team lacks leadership. Mm-hmm. And Go earn it. Let's see who's going to step up and be a leader at this point because right now this team doesn't have really, you know, the goals that they set forth for themselves, some of those goals are gone. Yeah. What is the leadership going to do at this point? Who is going to step up and be those leaders? With Patterson walking away, trying to get off the field, with Foskey, exactly what we just were talking about. Those are supposed to be your captains and your leaders. I don't know that I see it, to be honest with you. So maybe you don't take them all away. Maybe you just take them all away. I don't know what, you know, is that overreacting? Maybe, I don't know. Obviously, that's not going to solve everything. But I think this team lacks leadership right now. I do. And you know what? Let's be fair for a second. These are two guys that specifically came back to have a chance at winning a national championship. Mm-hmm. For sure. And they recognized in the moment today that it's gone. That all of the work that they put in is gone. It's, it's done two games into the season. But as a leader, you have to be able to control your emotions right. and lead yeah, in a better yeah. way. No doubt. I, under, I empathize with the emotions. Right. I, totally. So can every person in this chat right now. Yes. There's and no empathize doubt. empathize with no that. No And I can't even imagine the amount, the amount of work that went into you making the sacrifice to forego the NFL and come back for the purpose of winning a national championship or having a shot to do so. And for that dream to be gone two games into the season, that's a joke. That's a heck of a joke. For, but yeah. you're supposed to be the one that can handle it on this team and show the young guys this is how we respond. I wasn't yeah. happy. I to Brian before we came on the show. I wasn't happy with Marcus Freeman's demeanor. Yeah, with five minutes left on the sideline, I felt like he should have been the one clapping. Mm-hmm. When they went up, when Marshall went up, like, it's okay. We got it. He was just standing there with a, almost a defeated look. Like, and I'm like, yo, you can't, you can't do that. Right. You know, so there's some things, there's some self-reflection that I believe Marcus Freeman mentioned in his press conference. I'll have to watch it because I didn't get a chance to watch it. But there's some self-reflection and self-inventory that needs to be done by everyone in that building mm-hmm. tonight. Everyone in that building tonight needs to have self-reflection and self-inventory and then come back together with the mindset that we're about to get this right. Yep. We're about to get this right, you know, right. because it can't go on like this. Sean, part of me wonders if maybe – I don't even want to go there. We'll talk about it after the show because I'm just trying to figure out, like, 
with some things I've yeah, we'll we'll, we'll chat about it later because I don't want to put something out there and then that's what we'll talk about later. That's all me. Uh, Hulk strongest change the linebackers. I appreciate the super chat, man. I again, it's just not as simple, guys. As look, here's the deal it's not as simple as just change players. I mean, there, there are changes need to happen. Tobias Merriweather needs to flip and play, you know, I mean, Chris Tyree needs to play. Yeah. I'm putting junior, junior Talamaka, give him a shot. Let him play. There's some dudes that need to play. Yeah. But it's not that like that fixes it to a degree, but you don't just make those changes. And then all of a sudden everything is better. Right. You know, I mean, that's the reality. That doesn't that doesn't change anything. It goes much deeper than that. Yeah, much deeper than that. And so it, it can't just be that. That that can't be the coaching staff's only thing that they do. Ah, let's just trade out a couple players. All right, because this is first and foremost on you, you, every single coach right now. I mean, for this week, not named Brian Mason. You did not get your team prepared to play this week, right? I mean, you didn't, and that that's got to be corrected. And it's not just a, you know, players aren't you know change a player here and there it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't get to the heart of the problem. Right. right. Exactly. Changing the game plan, fellas, does not get to the heart of the problem. Changing the play calling does not get to the heart of the. They are symptoms of the disease. That's it. Right. And it's kind of like there's medicines out there that can treat the symptoms of a disease, but you still have the disease. Right. Exactly. And and that's what that's what we say is there's much more here than just that. And that's got to get corrected. Christopher Galloway. Christopher, thank you very, very much Boom. for your super sticker. We appreciate you. Logan Trailer uh, with a super chat. Thank you very much, Logan. Uh, love what you guys do. It seems like our staff is scared to let our offense loose. Would love to see Tyree utilize more tough day for Irish nation. Yep. Agree with everything yeah. there. And honestly, I don't. I don't even think it's about let the offense loose. I think they tried to be aggressive today. I mean, it took a lot of shots down the field. It wasn't about a lack of aggressiveness today. Yeah. It just was. There's just there's just a lack of rhyme or reason. Like this move didn't set up that move. You know, this thing didn't set up that thing. Right. I mean, double moves were not banned from college football. If these, like, if I watched Marshall play, and we talked about this in our shows this week. The Marshall corners are going to be aggressive, and when they're not aggressive, they're going to try to bait you. And we talked about what they did at North State guy. So you know what I'm doing in the early in the game when I see a zero? Because if you see zero coverage, I'm running a hitch and go or a sluggo or something. Like, and then you know what they're not going to do? Squat on hitch routes the rest of the exactly. game. Exactly. Like we saw that. Like we talked about that. So what we're not doing like this. <clears throat> Uh, you know, hindsight 2020 type of thing, fellas. We're not saying, hey, well, this is what they should have done now that things didn't work out. This is all stuff we talked about during the week of preparation when we watched their film. Yep. We said, and, and it's also about knowing who you are. And I think this is a biggest problem that Notre Dame has right now. They don't know who they are. They don't know what their true strengths are, what their true weaknesses are. If you not watched how teams defended you last year, did you not watch how Ohio State defended you? Did you really not think that Marshall was going to come in and dare you to beat them throwing the football? Yeah. Like, did you not really think that? Did you not think they were going to be aggressive when that's what they do on film? And and that's also how teams defended you? Did you not think that maybe like a wheel route might have been good earlier in the game or a hitch and go might not have been good earlier in the game? 
or faking a bubble screen and throwing a go route might not have been better earlier in the game because you knew you're going to get that. Because here's what that does early, fellas. If you beat them early with that, they're not squatting on those things in the fourth quarter. Exactly. That's what football coaching is. I know they're going to play me this way, so I'm <laughs> going to come out and do something against it early. So again, you can trade out all the players you want. You can. There, there's a preparation problem that needs to be addressed here, too, fellas. And part of preparation is you got to know who you are. And I don't think this football team knows who they are right now. And I think that's especially true on the offensive side of the ball. They got to figure out who they are, and yeah. and then then address it. And then part of that will be, fellas, personnel changes. That will be part of it. Needs to be part of it. You lost a marshal, guys. Right. Like it's all on the table. Connor Grant with the Super Chat. Thank you, Connor. Uh, Tyler Buckner is staring down his receivers. He's young, but that's a coaching issue. That is issue definitely came up in practice. He does it at times, and at times he doesn't. It's it's it's. But see, here's the thing. When Tyler's on the move, his vision is a lot better about seeing things. We've seen yes. him do this now a couple games in a row, off play action and stuff yeah. like that. Got to use that to your advantage. There's no doubt. Alex Udell with a super chat. Thank you very much. Where the heck are the young guys? Merriweather, Kali, Junior, to Alamaka, Sneed. Buckner is, is terribly inaccurate. Tommy Reese ain't it, fellas. Thanks for all you do. Some of that I agree with. Some of that I don't. Um, you know, it's – I mean, at this point in time, I mean, some of those guys got to play or at least get a chance to play. Yeah, at least in practice. Hey, look, man, you're not getting it done. So, <clears throat> so-and-so, you're going to get a couple extra reps this week. So, let's see what you do. And part of it is not just guys about – putting a young guy in but when when you get reps to a young guy in practice that's a bit of a that's a bit of a wake-up call to the vet absolutely and you want to see how he responds to that sean like you played we all played football here right sean when you were a senior in high school if you had a bad game and the next week your coach went out and said hey you know what we're gonna let this young buck who's working hard get a couple of your reps this week you could respond to that one of two ways that's bull crap i you know i i I deserve those reps or you say okay all right you want to try yep. to take my reps away? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna show you. Watch how I prepare this week. So you, I, I, I if anything, that's what I want to see. Hey, yeah. you know, you don't want to go make plays. You don't want to fight for the ball in the fourth quarter. Hey, I mean, look, I can put Tobias in there and do that. You know, if, if you're worried about Tobias not knowing the offense, I mean, he he can definitely get blocks in the backs and not compete for the ball. We, know, you know, he's a freshman. He, you know, I, I want guys that are gonna compete. And if and 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 when you get put on the sideline, that's going to tell me a lot about who you are and what your compete level is. I want to see what you do when you get back out there. You know, like, like how how do you respond when you get called out? I remember Sean early in Lewis Nix's career, he was redshirting. This is 2010. He was redshirting that year. I remember that. You and one of my favorite stories. He because he was so out of shape, he was so overweight. But there was a play where he was getting blocked. He's on scout team. I don't think. He was getting blocked, and and they he kind of went and sulked on the sideline. And Brian Kelly yelled at him. He just yelled at him to get back out there, and kind of kind of challenged him his pride a little bit. On that next play, Lewis went out there and was going against Braxton Cave, big strong kid. He took Braxton Cave and lifted him off of his feet and drove him back into the quarterback and put him on the ground. So okay, this kid's gonna be a player. He ain't there yet, right? Right, but he got challenged. And he said, okay, you want to challenge me? I'm going to show you something. I want to see some dudes, some veterans especially, get challenged this week, either verbally, um, one-on-one. I'm not into the whole showing a guy up in front of the whole team thing, but you bring him into your office and you let him know, like, here's – and then if he then if he goes out and doesn't practice, okay, then, hey, I gave you a chance to, to fix it and you're still acting like that. 
And I want to see how guys respond in their feelings if if I'm taking some of your snaps away. Why are you taking my snaps away? Did you watch yourself play this week? Right, right. I want you to watch yourself play, and you tell me if you think I should or shouldn't be taking some of your snaps away. How do you respond to that? I want to see – because I want to see you got to do something to challenge these players. The coaches and the players need to be challenged. And how do you respond to it? How do you respond to it? Uh, that's what I want to see. Kirk, D.A. Anderson Fitness, as a Notre Dame alum, this was bad. We don't have a good quarterback. Defense has stacked the box against us. The O.C. isn't using the players in the best way. Our defense and a hangover from Ohio State game, am I wrong? I mean, some of it I don't agree with. Some of it I do. I think Notre Dame has a quarterback. I do, too. He's just young and developing. Well, he, he may right. be out for a while. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find out on Monday, but, um, you know, and I, and I also just, what I've heard sorry, so far, yeah. to be I mean, but again, look, some of the things you can say that true Vince, but the play call to get Lorenzo or Braden Lindsay open on a go route, that that's not putting him in a bad, he was put in a position uh, to make play and he didn't make it. No, I agree. I mean, some of this is Tyler's got to make more plays. It's just, I'm going to have a little bit more leniency, Sean, for a guy that's making a second career start than a fifth year senior who wants to throw a temper tantrum after Whoa. the game. Once again, the team around Tyler Buckner is not playing right. well enough. Right. Like, you could have won at Ohio State with the way Tyler Buckner played that game. The people around him didn't play good enough. Mm-hmm. And he missed some plays. He absolutely missed some opportunities and missed some plays. Sure. But there are also some opportunities that if they pick up a blitz or block right. a little bit better, sure. he probably hits. And right. the game has changed. So – even if it's Drew Pine, the rest of the offense has to pick him up. He can't right. carry this offense. No. He's not Bryce Young. He's not C.J. Stroud. The offensive line has to play better. Your running backs have to play better. Your wide receivers have to play better. Mm-hmm. Your coaches have to coach better. Yep. Everyone has to come together and be better to make sure that Drew Pine has the best opportunity to lead this team to victories. Yeah. If he's the one. And if it's not him, Tyler Buckner, it's the same thing. Everybody else surrounding these quarterbacks has to be, they have to be right. better. They just flat out have to be better. There's no way other this there's no way to say it other than that. They flat out have to be better. Yeah. Marcus Freeman has to be better. Yeah. Yep. He, he has to do everything you just said, Brian. He has to challenge his coaches tomorrow. Well, it always starts. It always has to start there. Always starts with the coaches, and he has to transfer into them. We got to challenge these guys this week. Stay on top of them. Give some reps to these young guys. Everything's open. Mm-hmm. Competitions are open, and we'll see who really wants it. Yeah, that's what we're about to find out. Yeah, who wants it? And and you have to. Yeah, you have to. You can't not do that. There's in, in no universe can it be a well. We're just going to clean some stuff up. Like defensively, there's some of that. There's there's a lot of cleaning up that's needed on defense, but there's well, a couple they gave guys up that need points, right? The defense huh? gave up 19. Correct. Okay. Correct. And and there was also the other. There was another interception that well, led to a shorter field too, right? Yeah, yeah. But defense did not play well. There's a lot of cleaning up stuff that needs to be done on defense. The the defense and the offense are a little bit of a different universe than me right now for my criticism. But there are a couple players on defense that are getting the offensive treatment for me because even though the unit may be playing better, there's a couple guys that's like, hey, there's a couple guys we're not using correctly if you're looking at it. We need to use them a little differently. Like, you know, like there's a couple guys 
that need to play better. But there's some guys that are just like, you know, I don't know what you're doing out there, but that that's not the dude that you need to be. Right. right? And and that that's but as a whole, defensively, just clean some stuff up. Yeah. Right. Clean some stuff up and <clears throat> and that be correctable to me. Offensively, there's a much deeper problem that goes beyond just the personnel. Uh, and and that's 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 a little bit different for me. Josh yeah. Phillips says seems like Harry has some bad habits to break. Yes, he does. And it's well, up no to him doubt. to do it. Yeah, and no and he it, the the problem is that we haven't seen any progress. It's 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 one yeah. thing to say, hey, look, there's still some flashes of the old offense. But if we're being honest, look, the reality is, I saw no improvement in the first two games from the offensive right. line than what we saw last year. Exactly. D- they're not guys? worse than they they weren't worse than they were last year. But, but they're, they're not better. They're not better. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's nobody safe today from criticism unless except Brian Mason. I mean, we said oh. at the beginning. And Sot, right? He had a no, really I'm t- good coaching. Game. I was talking. Oh, coaching I thought you were talking in, about that. In, in that particular instance, I was talking coach. Well, no, gotcha. you're good, man. Yeah, they had a what, good return, decent punt return, block punt. Yeah, the, the kick return. I mean, yeah. clean. And, and yeah. Sot was not as inconsistent as he was last week either. I mean, he right. got better. He was good last week. A little, you know, a couple inconsistent. But now he was good all game. He was yeah. Good all game. Yeah, and his average won't be great, but he was busy pinning them deep, right? Most of the game. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. Agree. Antonio Seabrook with a super chat. Thank you, Antonio. People get mad at Freeman. I believe Reese is more of a problem. Look, at the end of the day, I understand that, and I don't disagree, but at the end of the day, the head coach is all ultimately responsible, right? That's yeah, the standard we absolutely. held for Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's the standard we're going to hold for Marcus Freeman, and that's how no it doubt. should be. Whether you like or dislike a person personally, the standard is the standard. And, you know, it's not it – uh, you know, ah, it's Brian Van Gorder's fault. Well, who hired Brian Van Gorder? Right. Who right. let him do the things he did? It was Brian Kelly. Right. Who yeah. who who hired right. Jeff Quinn and Dell Alexander and then kept them around to do the things they were doing? Right. That was on Brian Kelly. That's what we hammered them for. I'm not saying I'm not saying Tommy Reese is Brian Van Gorder or those guys, but the reality is it's got to get better. And so, yes, Tommy Reese has to do better. You don't think Tommy Reese knows that? Do you think Tommy Reese is sitting there in the room like, man, I called a great game? These freaking players can't execute. Right. I hope not. Right. But right. I don't think he is. But knowing that and then fixing it are two different things. But at the end of the day, fellas, Tommy Reese is an 0-2. Marcus <laughs> Freeman is. Right. Right? And that's the thing is, like, he's got to be the one that figures out what's going to happen next. He needs to be the one that sits down and says, hey, what are we going to do to do this? Here's what I think needs to happen, and here's what is going to happen. You know? And, you know, that that's where I'm at, fellas. Sean Williams with a Super Chat. Thank you, Sean. Hey, guys, relatively new to the channel. Love the show. Welcome. Thank you, Sean. Welcome, this Sean. may be a bit hyperbolic, but my entire life, Notre Dame has done nothing but disappoint me. I'm 25. Yep, if you're 25, yeah. that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Can yeah. they ever realistically return to a dominant program? Yes, they can. Realistically, but yes. But will they? That's, I don't know. That remains to be seen. Um, there's a question down there about recruiting that we'll get to that kind of is relative to that. But, um, yeah, I mean – it, yes, they can. Will they? I don't know. I mean, if I'd have told you 10 years ago that that Clemson is for about a, a decade is going to be the premier team behind Alabama and going to win two titles, you'd be like, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like you would have. Yeah. But they are. And that, you know, that's just kind of where it's at. I mean, I, I grew up at Ohio State always being good, but never elite. It wasn't until Jim Trussell showed up that that happened, you know. So, you know, it, can it happen? Yes. Will it? I don't Remains know. to be seen. I feel good today. There's That's nothing inherent about Notre Dame that keeps it from winning. 
correct. That's that's that, the that's the thing I disagree with a lot of people on. Uh, you know, it's it's up to the people that are there to. Is it harder? Sure. Never said it wasn't. But there's nothing about Notre Dame that says you can't win there. Maybe harder, but you know, people need to make do better, do a better job, and make better decisions and you know, all that. We, this game was very reminiscent of Toledo last year. Yeah. Toledo came in and just out coached, out played, out hustled, and Notre Dame made a play mm-hmm. late in the game. They made a play offensively, they made a play defensively. And everybody kind of just said, okay, we got through that Toledo game. Like we didn't like it. It shouldn't have been that close, but we got through it. The Man. only difference in that game and today. The offensive defensive guys didn't make plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Now, I know it's a broken record going all the way back to the Fiesta Bowl, but until they get it corrected, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, look, last year, Jack stepped up and made plays in the fourth quarter he needed to. Multiple today, games. Yeah, Multiple today, times. Today, Tyler didn't. He's got to yeah. get better there. Last year, the defense made some mistakes, but you know what? There were enough times where they would step up and make a play in some of those games where they would, they would make it a win. You know, um, and this team's not doing that right now. Mm-hmm. I th- that, Sean, that's a great point. It still looked a lot like the Toledo game last year. Like the Toledo game. And Toledo took a fourth quarter lead and wasn't their name's offense too, responded right back down the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen today. And wh- who was one of the players that helped Notre Dame put that game away or help? It was Chris Tyree. Just want to remind people of that. Remind people of that. <laughs> yeah, just, just want to throw that out there. You know, Matt, 2011 GT, if I'm Marcus Freeman, the first thing I'm doing after firing Tom Reese is benching uh, every upperclassman that hasn't shown up. All of them. I don't care if we have had to field all walk-ons. At least they would be trying and playing hard. I get the sentiment. I do. I, I, it's not practical, and I don't think it's overly helpful to just do that. I, I think that every veteran needs to be challenged severely. And and when I say severe, I'm not talking about like getting in their face and MFing them in front of the whole team. That's not what I'm talking about. There's no better way to challenge a guy that's a veteran, Sean, than to say, if you don't play better, I'm going to find somebody else. Yeah. And and you can do it respectfully and in a private meeting or whatever the case may be. But that's how it needs to go. That's how it needs to go. And if you don't, if you don't change it, then that's what's going on. Sean O'Hare with Super Chat. Uh, Sean says, disagree. We have no offense. Tyler Buckner cannot throw, and Drew might be a refresh. Uh, we should have recycled him in the first half. TB has no accuracy. Again, we can agree to disagree. That's fair. But Drew did not – Drew had a chance to move yeah. the ball, and he threw, hit a linebacker right in the chest, guys. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm not banging on Drew. I mean, it's just like he didn't play well either. But um, – you know, there's so many different things. And, and yeah, Tyler's, Tyler needs to make some of those plays. Will he? I think he will, but he needs to start making them. I mean, you can't go through a sure. whole season of him, you know, and, and if he's out for a while, which, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm getting some some things from a couple people, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. But, yeah, I mean, end of the day, he's got to make those plays. Yep. Simple as that. But you don't just give up on a kid that has his ability after two games. I just I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, Matt, 2011 GT with another strip chat. Thank you. Next, due to the discipline issues, every single one of my coaches is on probation with three weeks to reapply to keep their job. This was unacceptable. Again, I get the emotion behind all that. There's different ways to do it that's not as um, severe. What if they don't don't step up? Then you've got no coaches the rest of the season. Right. But my point is, like, I get Matt's sentiment. I do. It just – 
practically I get where he's coming from. Practically speaking, you can't really do that. All the things right. he's suggesting, but I think the sentiment behind what Matt is saying is something I can get on board with guys, which is if you're a vet, if you're a person in a position of leadership, you're accountable for this. And if I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm getting in front of my coaching and staff and I'm saying, this is the mistake I made. I did this, but I'm fixing it. You can either be part of the solution or you can be part of the problem. And if you're part of the problem, I'm going to find somebody else that's going to be part right. of the solution. Yeah. Right. Simple as that. Simple as that. But every person is responsible for this from a coaching yes. standpoint. And that includes and course, Marcus Freeman. It starts and, with Marcus and then Freeman. On down. And guess what? They're not going to fire him after two games. Okay? Well, that's not even like if anyone's but, saying that, Vince, like that's an ignorable yeah, it, comment. It's I mean, all it really over is. the chats. And it's but that's fine. It, 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 I get it. I get it. Stop. Just ignore that. Ignore that. Stop. That's not a realistic thing. Just ignore Gosh. it. And we'll focus on things that are more practical. Uh, Caleb Collins says, uh, who is at fault? Tyler Buckner, Tom Reese, or Marcus Freeman. All of the above, plus about 20 other names. Right. Uh, Michael Burke, thank you for the Super Chat. Michael, thank you for sharing in the venting and frustration. Yeah, well, that's what this that's what the post-game show is supposed to be about. And I, right. we had a guy unsubscribe from the site this week and say he's never going to watch it. He said, you do a great – I've been listening to you for a long time, but I've always thought you're professional, but after the Ohio State game, you know, I'm not going to listen anymore and unprofessional level. Like, do you not know what the post-game show is all about? Like, oh, and I didn't watch the upon further review. Oh, so you were mad that we didn't give an analysis and a breakdown of the game, but you watched the show that's literally designed for that. The post-game show is meant to be in a, a gut reaction to a game. And if you don't get that, that's fine. I get that, but whatever. I don't care. Uh, go Irish with a super chat. Thank you very much for that. I'm good with all the frustration of this analysis. Let's talk about going forward. If you were guest coaching this week, what is one of the most important things you would work on correct this week in order to write this ship? So we'll talk a lot more about this tomorrow. I do appreciate the super chat. We'll talk a lot more about this tomorrow, but I think this super chat was put in a while ago, yeah. right? So this is before some of the things we talked about. So this super chat's from over two, from over an hour ago. So we've talked about some of those things, but you know, again, there's personnel changes I would make. If Tobias Merriweather doesn't play over 20 snaps next week, I'm going to lose it, right? If Chris Tyree is not a focal point in the offense next week, I'm going to absolutely lose it, okay? Uh, if, if You know, there's personnel changes to make, guys, but at the end of the day, this is gut check time. Sean, you've said this multiple times tonight. The biggest change for me, the thing, biggest thing to correct is I am challenging people's pride this week. Yep. And the people that I'm going to go to to battle with moving forward are the people that that respond to that in the correct way. Doesn't mean you you can be mad at me for doing yeah. that. That's cool. I'm I'm okay. As a matter of fact, I kind of want that. I want you to be a little pissed at me. But how does your being pissed off manifest? Are you going to go pout in the corner? Are you going to say, oh, oh, okay, you don't think I can do this? Watch me. Watch me. Cool. But as long as you're doing what I'm trying to get you to do, I don't care if you pout. I mean, I don't care if you are mad at me. But if you pout, then I, I, I don't want you. I don't want to be in a foxhole with you. I don't want to put my reputation and my coaching future and my pedigree. And I'm talking about this from assistant on down. I don't want to put that on you because you don't have the you don't have what it takes to 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 write the ship. So anyway, Sean O'Hare with another super chat. Sean, thank you very much. It's not too much, guys. He needed to have better vision and lead. He didn't. This is not working. So uh, what do we do now? Quarterback 20 series lacking production. I mean, Sean, you can keep saying the thing over and over on guys. We were dancing around. Tyler Buckner cannot see downfield. Where do we go from here? Deep. It's two games, Sean. We're just not going to agree. I respect your opinion. I appreciate all the super chats, but I'm not going to agree that just changing the quarterback is the problem or that you give up on a guy. I could point to a lot of quarterbacks that didn't look great after their first couple starts. I could point to quarterbacks that didn't look great after their first season. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's, 
the reality is is that you know you have to you have to keep battling and he's he's gonna get there unfortunately unfortunately we don't have deshaun to come in or trevor lawrence to come in as a freshman right we don't we don't the program is where it is right now tyler tyler buckner according to the staff and according to irish breakdown Mm-hmm. We might have been Us. the only ones gave or gives this team the best chance to win on a weekly basis, Agreed. regardless of what you've seen the first two weeks. And he needs to play better. And he needs to play better. Yes, no but doubt. But it was shown consistently in practices that myself and Vince went to. It's like we don't. There, there's no better option. Can you play Drew Pine? Sure, go ahead. You may may see him this week. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Next super chat, guys. Thistlemore Pottery with a super chat. Love Thank that. you very much for that. How does twenty five Chris Tyree only get three carries? Was it just me, or did um, Marshall look like they had better athletes today, or was it just that Notre Dame athletes just didn't care enough? I don't know if I'd say they didn't care enough. I don't. I don't. That's a whole different level of questioning. I think they Marshall looked a lot more confident in what they're doing. hundred percent. Marshall looked a lot, but you know, one player that did get in there and looked confident, like give me the freaking ball. This is what pisses me off more than anything about Chris Tyree not playing. When he got the ball, he yeah. ran with a sense of purpose, whether it was the fourth and one, whether it was catching the screen, whether it was a kick return. When Chris Tyree got the rock, he had a sense of purpose. Am I wrong? Am I missing well, something guys? Did he not? I'm not talking about speed. I'm talking about demeanor, attitude, all of it. All of it. I don't think there was enough Notre Dame guys that were playing confidently. And we talked about this during the week. Remember we talked about the keys to the game on Thursday was start fast because this offense needs confidence. And that the more you struggle, the more that doubt creeps in. There's a lot of guys that didn't play confidently today. And there's a lot of reasons for that, including that they're still not as prepared as they need to be to be successful. Uh, Kevin Bugaj, uh, what is the answer? I mean, we've talked a lot about it. We'll have more tomorrow when we dive into the film. Sean, I know you guys are going to talk a lot about it this week. We're going to talk about it a lot this week. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And we, some of we've offered tonight. Nick Papel, uh, what would it take for Reese to get fired um, right now? I mean, that again, that's not really – I don't really want to go there. Um, that's just not where I'm going to go, and I don't think that's necessarily the answer. I mean, it's just get better. It's not just about firing people. It's about getting better. Right, right. Going scorched earth does not solve your problems. Correct, correct. Uh, Got some more super chats here. Mike Nolan with a super chat. Thank you, Mike. Offensive scheme just seems grab bag approach. Must hit downfield throws. Yes, Tyler needs to hit some of those. I mean, there was a lot of downfield shots today. No doubt. Early on, they did like half roll throwback. He's got to lead him out more to the sideline. I'd like to see Braden compete for that. But you know who I think should be catching that ball? Lorenzo Styles, who's got like two and a half inches on Braden Lindsay, who's got about eight to ten pounds on Braden Lindsay, who's got more si- Tobias Merriweather, right? Like, thing is, like, yeah, I, okay, I, Braden needs to make that play, but like, they're still not using Braden all the time in ways that I think Braden can be more effective. Right. Crossers, drags, screens, and then post routes, and then some of those shots. But just having him run like one on one goes on the outside or having him win contested throws is not necessarily there. But on that particular play, Vince, that ball's got to just get thrown better. And I'm, we're not sitting there saying Tyler played great. He didn't. 
It's just there's not playing great and doesn't always equal bench them. Right. And that's that's exactly. that's my that's my sometimes it does. Sometimes well, it does. So, sometimes it does, but right. all and of all- part of it too is it's but who's behind him. If there was a yeah. Phil Jakovic type of player behind him, then we'd be having maybe a different conversation. That's that's the other thing too. Uh William Chesney. Uh, people, uh, thank you for, for your super chat, William. People deserve love, support, and understanding the most when they deserve it the least. Uh, Coach Marcus Freeman will figure this out. He needs to have a heart to heart with Tommy Reese and move forward together. Uh, I, that I think that last part's one of the most rational things we've heard. Was gonna He's say, not fire. The only reason he would fire Tommy Reese right now is if he went to Tommy Reese and Tommy Reese was like, "I'm not listening to you." Right. Oh, okay, sure. You got to go. That's not who Tommy Reese is. I don't believe that. Right. That would be a fireable offense. Yes, it is about you need to have a heart to heart and you need to figure this thing out. But then it's about you as the head coach setting the agenda for how it's going to go. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the sentiment, William. I do. This is more pottery. If you're Coach Freeman, do you call your mentors tomorrow for advice? Yeah, absolutely. You always rely on your mentors in times like this. Hey, I guarantee they've all been there. I mean, they've all been there. I mean, Lou Holtz, you know, went five and six his first year. And then this last year, they start off like what, eight and one, and then lose their last three games or something like that, I believe. You know, they've all been there. Yeah, you absolutely rely on your mentors in that regard. No question. Now, you've got to take what they say and then apply it to what works best for you and how you are, Vince, but it's not a situation where you're, oh, this is what you did in 1982? Oh, cool. We're going to do exactly that thing. It's not quite how advice goes or how seeking right. advice you're making. Right. Austin Lee with a super chat. Thank you, Austin. Most troubling thing to me is the D-line getting blown off the ball by Marshall. Yeah. Huge problem. Huge problem. That's a huge problem. problem. Huge problem. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mike Nolan with Super Chat. Thank you, Mike. Every D will put seven in the box and press with corners. If you can't loosen with over-the-top plays, the O-line will never have a chance. I, that's true to, true to a degree, Mike, but there's been so many plays where that wasn't the reason why it didn't work that, you 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 know, it, that, that, that there's some truth to what Mike is saying, Vince, but it's yes, not the is. only thing. There's things the line's not doing that are independent of what, it's happening. I mean, there was times there was four man pressures today and they just whiffed. Right. You know, right. so that, that there's a lot more, there's a lot more on that to, to it than that. Um, Sean Hartman with a super chat, any word on Buckner's injury? We have heard nothing official. I've talked to a couple people as we've chatted and gone through the show that have said that there's reason to be concerned about it. But you know, beyond that, I have no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Cause we don't know beyond that. We'll find out from coach Freeman, most likely on Monday. But uh, you know, when it comes to injuries like that, if I don't have something, I'd want a little bit more closer to the thing to, yeah. to be more comfortable talking more about it. Ronnie Vasquez with a super chat. Thank you, Ronnie. Is there something wrong with Tyree? Why is he not getting reps? That's a great question, Ronnie. That's a million-dollar question right now. Million-dollar question. Joshua Board with super chat. Thank you, Joshua. Can someone please explain where Foskey and Maris is? They've been invisible so far. I mean, outside of a play here or play there, Joshua, you're not wrong. And that's a, that's the thing. What is what is one of the shows, Vince, that you and I did this summer together? The stars for this team to be successful, the yep. stars got to play like stars. Yep, and they're not. And so far this season, for the most part, that's not true. Now, I thought Mayer played his butt off today. I thought Brandon Joseph had a bad coverage play late in the game, but for the most part, it's played really well. But the other stars have not played like stars, Vince. Cam Hart yeah. is president of the fan club right there. He yep. hasn't played well. I, I think Cam Hart would tell you he hasn't played well. Right. I would hope. I would hope that Isaiah Foskey would tell you he hasn't played well. I would hope that Jason Adamiola would tell you he hasn't played well. I would hope that there isn't excuses. Hey, you know what? I got to play better. 
you know. But, I mean, when your stars aren't playing like stars, you're not going to win a lot of games. But that shouldn't be the reason you lose to Marshall. Exactly. It goes a lot deeper than that. Exactly. Christopher Federico, appreciate that. I didn't understand the super chat, but I've got the text down now. Thank you, Christopher. But the biggest points I had were Foskey had has been an absolute no-show. Diggs needs to sit. And what did Tyree do to the coaching staff to get keep him third string? That's the the Tyree one is just mind-boggling. Tyree, yeah, ty- Tyree I, one I just, is unbelievable. Yeah. I just I, I want to see see I, with Logan Diggs, I don't think like Logan is not a three carry guy. He's not going to come out there and look good in three carries. He's a guy that needs a little bit sure. more. And that's the that's the thing is like, you know, get him some screens, get him some other things that you know, and like the bounce. I mean, I, look, yes, I'd, I I want to see Logan play better, but I I just, I'm not in a position right now, Vince, where I'm like, he needs to sit. Yeah, I don't think they're using these kids incredibly well to their skill set to the degree that I want to see them, and with the run game. Uh, here's a rely Q. Please make an argument for and against retaining time Reese, whether that be now or at the end of the season. Seems that BK wasn't holding anyone back. Well, that's a, that's a fair point. I mean, from what After we've seen so games, far, it's right? And it's yeah. a very fair point. And the thing, as far as the, the, the argument against, I don't think anything that's happened right now is a fireball offense today. End of the year, let's talk at the end of the year. And if this kind of continues throughout most of the year, then sure, we'll have to have that conversation. But I'm just I'm just not firing anybody right now because there's things that me as the head coach has not done to get this thing righted. I'm going to take those steps first, and then ha- let me see how you respond to it. That's just how I feel right now. So retaining him, you know, we have seen things from Tom Reese in the past. The fact is, is he's not getting the job done right now. Correct. I, I would think he knows that. I don't think he can't possibly be happy with. Now he's going to point to if we hit this pass here, if we hit that pass there. Well, okay. Well, I mean, you're the quarterback coach, though, right? You know what I mean? Like at some point in time, you got to own that. Okay, that's cool. But now go fix it, and I want to give him that chance to fix it. And if he can't, because like, look, here's the thing: your season's over basically as far as championship stuff. But there's a lot you're going to learn about this football team. Sure. I want to see how my coaches respond to the struggles. I want to see how my coaches react respond to but. Chewing. If I'm Jack Swarbrick, I want to see how Marcus Freeman responds to what's happened in these first two games because it's unacceptable, right? How are you going to fix this, coach? And then if I'm Marcus Freeman, I want to see how my assistant coaches respond to it. And then if I'm an assistant coach, I want to see how my players respond to it, you know? So that's where I'm at now. I want to find out who I can really go to battle with, who who has really got my back and who is really in for this and, and willing to say, hey, look, I, I want to see what coaches walk in the office tomorrow and say, coach, man, this is on yeah. me. I want to see that. I want to see that because that's going to tell you who you really want around. Christopher Federico, if he can handle the volume, Tyree needs 75% of the snaps. I mean, I get what you're coming from, Christopher. I don't know if I would necessarily go there. I mean, Audric Estime, when he gets a little bit of room, runs well. You know, I mean, he's just not able to get downhill at all. I mean, the, the, the backs to – it's not that – my complaints about Chris Tyree events, and I don't know if this is true for you, my complaints about Chris Tyree are not that I don't want the other two backs to play. It's it's I that mean, you need him to play. I, it yeah. has nothing to do with taking carries away from those other guys. That that's not it at all. It's just he needs to get more touches. Whether it's in right. the pass game, the run game, I you need to be more creative on how to get twenty five the ball. Period. Well, period. And, and and including the creativity of just letting him run the freaking yeah, offense. Well, Absolutely. Just yes. get him the ball. Get him the ball. Right. 
And there's other guys like that too, but specifically him because he's a veteran at this point. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. We're going to keep working through these. Carlton Butler, BK kept Reese from running this pointless offense. <laughs> I wouldn't say right. that because we've seen stuff like this in the past. Right. Um, <laughs> I, but but I, I mean, I look, I, I understand it. I get I a good chuckle it. out of it that we were talking about how Kelly was holding Reese back and all these yeah. different things. He was holding him back from it. Hey, man. That's touché. good. Touche, Carl. Very, well well like Very well I, done. Very well done. I appreciate that. I don't that. think that's necessarily true. Did you watch BK's <laughs> offense last Sunday? Fair. You know what I mean? But their offense but, apparently is putting up a bunch of points against a D2 team. But against Southern? Great. Great. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. It's wonderful. So in anyway, we shall we shall see. Let's keep rolling through these. TJ Fallon played the freshman tight end over Kevin Bauman. Number 84's run blocking is not that great. That's the thing is if the number two tight end cannot run block, there's literally no reason. No to reason play. to have the, him on in, the field. The interesting thing is he's made a couple plays in the past game, but they were on like those those bootlegs. All right. And he's moving pretty slow after the catch down that was. one, man. It's just like I don't know if like he stumbled and couldn't correct himself or he's just right. that slow. Right. It's like, good Lord, dude. Like, and I don't know, know if anybody gets in the end zone there because there was guys in front of him. No, it's still, not that. It's, it it's more lumbering, about it was lumbering, stumbering, man. It was, but the reality is the number two tight end, Vince, has got to block. If yes, he can't block, absolutely. there's no reason to like their 12 personnel stuff in the run game does not make them. They're not better running the football out of 12 personnel right now. Beyond protocols, T seemed uh, to, uh, to play slow, are they carrying the weight of the world and playing tight? Is the tempo of practice too slow? Something else? I can't speak to the practice stuff. Well, the practices I, I that know. we saw, the tempo is high. I mean, the compete right. level is high. The tempo is if high. If you're going to blame that, Vince, would I mean, you say that maybe they're pushing them too hard? I mean, that would be the only case. You, I'm not saying that's the case, but yeah. that would be the only case you can make right. about practice from what you Agreed. guys have told me about practice. Yes, I agree. This is a um, this is hilarious, Vince. I'm sorry. Uh, Cham Joe, who I got a chance to meet today at the tailgate by the way uh brandon plesner i want to thank you if you're still listening or if you listen later uh my my mom and dad did all the work today we had to go in early to the game uh my mom told me and my dad told me that brandon actually was late getting in the game because he helped them break everything down and get it packed up and all that stuff man so i appreciate you very very much man appreciate you very much probably worked out well for brandon because he missed some of that game yeah no kidding reason with a super chat reason my man thank you very much when there was one minute left and we were in the red zone everybody was walking to the line no urgency even though there was still a chance mayor especially feels like they had already given up pretty sad sorry if i discussed i joined late no you we didn't discuss that but that's a really good point reason's not not wrong there was no urgency on that last drive they were like walking up like there was one time i looked at you and and drew had was scrambling through a bad ball and it bounced on the ground i was like thank god that was an incomplete pass yes you don't yes. want that four yard completion on first and ten when you're when the clock is running and you're down two scores. Right. Right. Like that was like what are they like? There was no urgency whatsoever. On there was try. none. 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 I agree. Yep. yep. Got a super chat from Milton fan 15. The problems are all too familiar. What indicates it predates Marcus Freeman? So what is left? Uh, which indicates it predates Marcus Freeman. So what is left? Reese. The, I'll say this, and this comment is not about Tommy Reese. Marcus Freeman has got to do some things better, but I will say this, Vince, you know this. I have said this to you many times in the last eight months. There are still way too many people in the Notre Dame program, back office-wise, other areas around the football program that were here during a lot of the Brian Kelly tenure that I wish were gone. There's still a lot of that in the recruiting office, 
there's still there's still a few too many people from the BK yeah. era, and this isn't necessarily this isn't necessarily a Tommy Reese problem. I'm not speaking to Tommy Reese, but I I do think there's something to that. The problem is that Marcus Freeman inherited a, a culture that we have criticized. He hasn't done what he needs to do to fix it. Correct. Right. So you can't blame all of this on Brian Kelly. He created the culture, and Marcus yeah. Freeman has not built has not been able to change it. Right. In my yeah. opinion. Can I throw this right. one up just because I'm yeah. looking for reasons to chuckle? Josh, <laughs> let's just tank now for a better draft pick. If only it worked that I way. Know, I just thought if that only was it worked funny. that way. I had to bring that oh, up. Oh, yeah. That's I got a good. good chuckle out oh, of that. Sean Hartman. Can we talk about the double pass play that turned into 20 yard run and how bad we looked on that play? We're gonna talk, we're gonna have this play yes. on tomorrow. Very but that frustrating. Was embarrassing. It was a like very, the angle very that Jordan Telho took on that play was disgusting. He slowed up. And I don't know what Maris Lewifow was doing on that. They were play. chasing uh, that play for over the top. And, and I don't understand why they were chasing that play. Over if, the if top, just, Vince. If, over the top it, of the block of the corner. Like correct. Where are you going? We'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. Yeah. I got plenty to say about that. And that was a junior and a senior. Right. You know, like, right. That was, mm, that was bad. That was bad. Ed three with a super chat. Thank you. I miss Clark lead defensive scheme. I feel like Notre Dame needs to create more pre-snap chaos at the line of scrimmage. Actually, they do create a lot of pre-snap chaos in line of scrimmage. I think the problem is post-snap they're out of, they've been out of position a little bit too weak. But let's not also act like this defense wasn't really freaking good last week. I thought they played – they had a not a great game, but the defense – the defense, again, it was not good today. But I think most of what we saw on defense today, Vince, is correctable, either personnel-wise or just cleaning some stuff up. I, I don't ha- – I don't view I, – I actually want to know your opinion on this, Vince. I okay. don't view both sides the same. There's a There's a problem that is running through the entire team, but in regard to fixing things, I think what I saw on defense the last two weeks is a lot more – fixable in a quick period of time than what I've seen on offense. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree with that because I just, I haven't seen some of these offensive groups get any better from last year. And that's the problem I see because they've got new coaches and things that we thought would be fixed by now, at least heading in the right direction. And I haven't seen that at all. And we threw a lot of praise to some new coaches and I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Now, maybe yeah. it, it changes as we move forward, but it should have started to change at this point, and it hasn't. And it's very, yeah. very disappointing to me. Very. Yep. Exactly. All right. G. Rob Conley with the Super Chat. Thank you, G. W- w- Rob, it's good to see you. What do you tell your recruiting class? Are we going to lose some players? I'll say this, and this happens every time Notre Dame loses games. <laughs> players do not react as right. bad to things as fans do. They don't. That's not a criticism. It's just they're looking at it from a completely different point of view. Correct. Um, they they also... Go ahead. Go ahead, Vince. No, you're good. I, I was going to say they also don't take big wins as seriously as fans do. You know what I mean? Like Usually. It, yeah, it usually. generally yeah. move the needle either way. Now, look, this is not well, a good look. Well, consistently winning good things. One game isn't doing that. That's what right? I'm saying. Like, I, I mean one game. Right. I, that's, that's what I was referring right. to. But. Right. It, it's look, this is not a good look for Notre Dame. Losing to Marshall is not a good look. I don't think you're going to mm-hmm. see mass defections. From no the recruiting class. Could it hurt all, you with some uncommitted kids? Maybe. Sure. 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 I mean, but it, it how they respond is going to be the key events. I mean, yeah, look, today. the reality is, is the kids that are in the class are, are if anything, this is one of those things where if you're Marcus yeah, Freeman spin and like a I got a, you know, some of the stuff I've heard from my sources after the game is, 
he's not happy. And he's kind of let it Good. be known to some people that, hey, look, this is why you need to be here. Because we're trying to change yeah. how this thing is going. And, you know, I think that's the message of recruits. Hey, you don't like what you saw today? Come here and be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's some guys that can be part of the solution that are on the team. They're just sitting on the sidelines, and that's got to change too. Mike Farino, I feel bad for you guys. I don't dislike Notre Dame at all, but also we Ohio State fans warned you about Al Washington. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I have not liked what I've seen from the defensive line the last two weeks, Vince. Yeah, right. They've regressed. Guys yep. that we've seen play have regressed. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I, I got nothing for Mike Farino right now. I, oh, you're wrong, Mike. No, no. I got nothing for you. I've seen two games yeah. of it, and it's only two games. I'm not overreacting too much to two games. But, yeah, I, you've seen a bunch of veteran players that were good in the past regress. Right. It's a problem. Yep. Huge it's a problem. problem. I don't know. I'm not saying it's – I'm not definitely saying it's Al Washington's fault, but he's a position but, coach, and he's got to be part of the conversation. Right yeah. It's not, it's not a good look. It doesn't yeah. help him. Yeah, Gus Webb with a super chat. Washington, Iowa State. I live in Ames. Beat Iowa makes this pill go down a little bit smoother. Uh, I'm sick of this. Uh, did they end up? Did they end up winning? Who won that game? Did Iowa State end up beating Iowa? Let me see here. Let me they find I- Idaho's beating Indiana ten nothing at halftime. I guess it could get worse. Paul Moala um, had a huge goal line stand tackle. Yeah, Iowa awesome. State beat Iowa ten to seven. I liked that kid a lot. I wish he could have got stayed healthy. I in love that kid, and it's not because yep. of the yeah, Christopher Federico is being reported other places, but hearing the Buckner injury is significant. Look, every everybody has their different views on how to report injuries, and that's fine. That's totally cool. I just I have a different. I I just I just I'm not comfortable with that until we know more. But yes, it we are hearing similar things to this. We're just not going to dive too much into it. Uh, Michael S with a super chat is Notre Dame staff too inexperienced to compete. No, I mean guys, this is not a young. They have a couple young coaches. Inexperience isn't why the offense has regressed this year under Tommy Reese, right? Um, it's, you know, I think, yeah, I have a lot to, th- I, I want, I don't want to say too much about this right now, Vince, because I want to just, I want to digest a little bit, but yes, I no, it's not an inexperienced problem. There's other reasons that may be a thing in some areas, but no, I don't think that's the reason. Craig Honeycutt with a super chat. Thank you, Craig, very, very much. We have a super chat here from uh, Michael S. Also, Notre Dame coaches seem amateurs compared to other to top school staffs, not up to requirement for a top college team. I mean, it's hyperbolic, but it's also I don't have a lot for it, Vince. I mean, just that's yeah. the way it's kind of looked the last two weeks. I understand why people are saying that. I get it. Sean too. Duffy with a super chat. Appreciate that, Sean, very, very much. Ryan Smith with a super chat. Notre Dame wearing the Marshall Green jerseys next week against Cal. A little bit of a different color green, but I like the shade, Ryan. Uh, it's understandable right now. I get it, man. Yep. Brendan Cle- uh, Brendan Clemente can't have reacted on Freeman. Defense is okay. He inherited weak quarterbacks. Okay. Agree to disagree. Uh, we missed a wide open TD and a six, and a pick six and threw three TDs. Need playmakers. Uh, more 25. I mean, some of that I agree with, some of that I don't. Look, I don't think we should be overreacting to Marcus Freeman, but what we should do is let's see what he does because how he responds to this is going to tell us a lot about him as a coach. And no one's defined by their first two games, guys, right? I mean, right. Nick Saban's first year at Alabama, they lost to Louisiana Monroe, right? I mean, let's not forget that. I mean, his first year at Alabama, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> and so uh, it's what do you do about it, though? Right. Right? That, that That's my, that's my thing. Yeah. What what do you do about it? You know, and um, – that's what we're going to learn about this football yeah, team. Absolutely. It was, it was a part of a, yeah, it was a part of a four game losing streak that also included a loss at Mississippi state. 
and and you know and Sylvester Croom, you know what I mean. So look, right. now now here's the difference. Uh, Marcus Freeman inherited a better team than what Agreed. Marcus Freeman than what Nick Saban inherited. No doubt. But that's so it's, it's not a tit for tat comparison. But the point is, you're not defined by season one. You're defined by how you respond to season one if it's not good. Lou Holtz had, was five and six his first year in Notre Dame. Again, he inherited a different situation than Marcus Freeman. Not an it's not an apples to apples comparison. However, my point is you're not def, Lou Holtz isn't defined by going five and six in his first year. He's defined by what he did in response to five and six and then the bowl loss in the second year. And Correct. that is why he's a legend. And so Marcus Freeman is not going to be defined by his first two games unless he allows it to define him meaning Vince, he doesn't respond. That's going to be the key. How does he respond? That's yep. what he's going to be remembered by. Yep. And and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing, to be honest with you. I'm actually, I'm not happy we're here, but I'm, I'm we're going to learn something about Coach Freeman. Oh. And, I, and I have a feeling, you I have a, a feeling, about, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say it. You learn a yeah, lot more about coaches and people and it, when they're in a negative situation and how they respond. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about people in that yep. regard. And, no and Coach Freeman is swimming in it right now. And we're going to learn a lot about how he reacts. No, no doubt. doubt about that. No, absolutely. Here we go. Patrick Fitzgerald with a super chat. Patrick, thank you. Uh, today was rough. Thank you for the super chat. Today was rough. Didn't see it coming. Anything on Tobias not playing? Thanks again for all you do. Patrick, no. the only thing I've heard is just coaching decision. That's all I've heard. And I've asked I've asked this specific question over the last week. And it's just coaching decision. It's not an injury. It's not discipline. It's nothing like that. It's just coaching decision. And Brutal. I think that's a mistake. They need, they need, listen, they are fine at safety right now without Xavier Watts. Yes. Fine. Move him to freaking offense full time. Yes. Put him on the field, get him the ball. Put Tobias Merriweather on the field, get him the ball. Roll with those kids. That's what you need to do flat out. People say, what do you need to do next? There's a lot, Vince. That's two things I'm doing right now. Right now, Xavier, you're not playing defense anymore. Okay. Coach, I don't like that. Yeah, that's fine. We want here's why. We want you on offense. You know, are you gonna use me? Heck yes. Get mm-hmm. yourself ready. Get sure. after it this week. Because yep. if you if you put in the work this week, I'm gonna put you on the field. I'm gonna get you the ball. Flat out. Because if Tyler Buckner's out, if you think teams are crowding the box with Tyler Buckner in the game, wait till you see what they do when Drew Pines in the game, meaning they're not as worried about the threat of the quarterback run. Not that it's a disrespect like, oh, Drew can't throw. It's, it's not if you game. think. It's exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. You're not Tyler can at least hurt you if you if you miss on a blitz because of his athleticism. So, yeah, you get your best athletes on the field. And I don't care if to, if Tobias Merriweather can only run three freaking routes and you better throw him the dang football on three freaking route on those three freaking routes. Right. And then coaches butt up and get him ready to go. And if he's not ready, if he goes out there and proves he's not ready, then OK, whatever. But give him a, I'd rather lose with that kid than what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Uh See, Andrew McGahe, McGahe, I hope I'm saying that correctly. A tough day, but a come to Jesus moment for everyone. A challenge for boys to become men, and I'm excited to see what happens. I love that attitude, and that's yep. that's very much. I mean, we're we're venting, but that, we're going to learn about this team's character, and we learned a lot about it today. We learned a lot about it today because we talked about this last week on our shows, Vince. We're going to learn a lot about the character of this football team, how they responded to Ohio State, and we learned that this team's got a lot of growing up to do, and there's some yep. dudes that may not be that guy. From a yeah. from a from a football character standpoint, not personal character, not personal character. I mean, they're bad people. I'm talking about football character. 
Right. And we learned a lot about some people's football character this week, and they need to be challenged. And then I want to see how they respond, coaching wise and player wise. But, and that's where that's where Coach Freeman has a really ch- put a chance to put a stamp on this program is what he does next. Jason Warnock, did Marcus Freeman want Reese, or is it becoming a problem that Jack forced Reese on Freeman? Jack Swarbrick forced Reese on Freeman, but I don't think he needed to. I think, from what oh. I understand, Coach Freeman still was still wanted Tommy Reese's offensive coordinator. Yes, that is the way it went down. Tommy Reese was asked back before Freeman was named head coach. That is a fact. But I was but, told that Marcus Freeman also expressed to Jack Swarbrick that if he gets the job, he wants Tommy Reese. Yes, so it would have mattered. Which exactly. I and I didn't like that, and I didn't like the way it was reported. All right, it was reported as if. Yeah. Oh, Marcus Freeman had no say so and all this other nonsense, which just I don't think was that. Part of that's Notre Dame's fault. They're the ones that put the video out of Reese saying that he was a he was back before before they hired the head coach. Yeah. Being like that wasn't a good look. I I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. Yep. All right. Some people, man. Uh, Crimson Forever. Yes, lost to Lisa Monroe and has been dominating sport ever since. Six national titles, eight SEC titles. For we're not criticizing Nick Saban. Right. So chill. We're making the point that no one, no one talks about Nick Saban because he lost. He's not defined by losing to Louisiana Monroe. He's defined by six national titles and eight SEC titles and 47 NFL first round draft picks. That's the point. Right. It wasn't a criticism of Nick Saban. It was he had a bad loss. He had a bad first year. And what did he do about it? He fixed it and got better. That's the point of the analogy. Crimson's all in his feelings because they almost it's lost. All, well, you know what, though? They didn't. They got it done. They made the plays they need to do to win. And right. that's why they've got six national championships. They don't just go out there and dominate everybody every week. Sometimes they got to win ugly, and that's what great teams do, and that's what Notre Dame's got to learn to do. They haven't learned to win ugly under Coach Freeman. Correct. They haven't, they, and they, they got to learn. They got to learn that. There's yeah. no doubt. Uh, Michael Brahoney, uh, whose idea from Notre and NBC was it to have Jason Garrett, Jake, and Jack Collinsworth call the games? They made an awful game even more awful. I, haven't I can't. And I don't plan can't, on it. Can't speak to that. So, um, but I, I just wanted to bring your super chat up to thank you for the super chat. But I, I, I haven't heard anybody talking about that yet, to be honest with you. But I'll ask around. About gonna, that. I, I'm pretty sure that's pretty low on the total poll. Yeah, problem. exactly. Uh, oh. Notre Dame Nation, can you explain the lack of pre-snap movement in very few formations on offense? It seems Reese makes Vanilla look spectacular. Great show, guys. Yeah, that's not the that's not one of my takeaways from this game. Is is lack of? I mean, lack of pre-snap movement. I mean, they I don't they don't have a lack of pre-snap movement. I don't think they're doing the stuff that I like. Honestly, but they had a pre-snap jet sweep on Chris Tyree that kind of influenced the d- defense, which opened up Michael Mayer on that wheel route. I think they use a lot of different formations. I don't think that's an issue for me, Vince. I think they're not always lined up correctly. But is that a, is that one of the things you have a concern with from this game, Vince? No, is, I don't. Uh, lack I don't. very few formations. No, I don't have that. I mean, they used twenty-one today, eleven today, twelve today, thirteen today. I mean, twenty-one. Yeah, no, plenty of snaps of twenty-one. A lot of snaps of twenty-one. So, yeah, uh, Milton fan fifteen BD. Uh, you indicate entities are present present pre- predating Marcus. You don't like when will you speak to that more specifically? I'm not going to speak to that more specifically because that would require me to call for people to be fired, and I'm just not. I'm just that's not what I do. Right. I mean, you can figure it out. I'm just saying, like, there's too many people that are part of what I felt helped create the Brian Kelly culture. You know, there, there's there's people here that I think are part of the culture that were here when Charlie Weiss was here, and they were BK's boys, and they were sometimes used to be his attack dogs and all that. And you can you figure those people out, 
but they're part of the cancer that is currently infecting Notre Dame. And it's going to be up to Coach Freeman to root those people out and move on from them at some point in time. And I'm not talking about coaches. I'm talking about other things. And that's something I felt, Vince, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But, you know, those things need to get figured out, right? And that that takes time. I mean, you know, you're not always involved with those people when you're just the defensive coordinator. Right, exactly. And now you are, and it's time to make those changes. Yep. Make sure you fight hard to keep the people that you think can be part of the solution and then fight like crazy to get the people out that are holding your program back. Right. Uh, Re-like, and, and here's the thing, and if and if the, the AD and the people in charge won't back you on those moves, then maybe this isn't where you should be, right? And that's the way I look at it. Okay. If, if these are things I think are needed to win and you're not willing to support me, and I'm talking about silly things like, you know, we need this. But I'm talking about the people. I don't trust this guy. He's got to go. Sorry, we can't do it. Okay, then this isn't the place for me. Right. You know, figure that out soon. Uh, Real IQ, thank you for the super chat. If Tyler ends up missing games, do you think the staff is open to the idea of Steve Angeli playing significant time or even starting over Pine? I would say no, but, I mean, look, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to let him. I mean, he's my number two quarterback now. Sure. And if he goes out there and outplays Drew Pine in practice, then, yeah, sure, I would be. You right. know, like I mean, I, I love right. Drew, but Drew didn't show me anything today that made me think that, like he didn't look today like he looked coming off the bench against Wisconsin last year, Vince. And and that's concerning because that kind of looks a lot like what we saw in the spring. Like, uh oh. Right. Like what we saw in the spring was not the kid we saw against Cincinnati and Martin Wisconsin. So I think Drew, I I mean Steve would have to most likely really outplay Drew in practice this week to start over him. Absolutely. But I'm I'm gonna Steve's gonna get more reps this week if this is what the hypothetical that real IQ is referring to, if Tyler Buckner's out. Steve's going to get a lot of reps, but the reality is, is if Drew Pine doesn't play well, I'm, 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 I, I'm not necessarily going to say I'm going to be against going to Steve Angeli. But here's the thing: if you go to Steve and you lose Drew, mentally, you got nowhere else to go, man. You're in big trouble then, you know. And so you got to be real. You're in a real tenuous situation right now, in my opinion. Greg Lisman Jr., thank you for the super chat, Greg. It seems like they prepared in the off season for one game. And not the entire season. And after losing last week, it looked deflated the mentality in the locker room. Greg, that's a great point. And that's something that Vince and I talked about during the offseason. Like, you're going to learn a lot about this team by how they respond to the Ohio State game. Win, how do you respond to it? Lose, how to respond to it. And I'm real, and that's the, well, that was the point between the, the, the show we did this week, Vince, of that on our, our afternoon show of we're going to learn a lot about this football team by how they come out and play on Saturday. And I always talk about execution wise, just mentality and all that. And the fact that they didn't step up to the plate emotionally and physically and mentally, it's problematic. It's very problematic. John, the Falcon super chat. I know Bayless is well-regarded, but we are weak in the trenches and not closing fourth quarter leads. The strength conditioning need to be reevaluated. I don't think not. Absolutely not. not I'm sorry. It, it, it's it's the way they're playing. I mean, yeah. I don't care how strong you are or how good your strength coaching program is. When you hit a guy and you stop moving your feet, you're not going to win. I don't really? care if you have who you have. Yeah, you can have Thor as your strength coach. It won't matter. Right. Like I don't really care. It's it's the it's it's not that. And the wearing down in the fourth quarter. I mean, maybe you could say that, but I think that's more of a practice and a preparation thing than right. anything it, else. To be honest, since Bayless got here, wearing down in the fourth quarter has not been an issue. Right. He didn't right. Just- change what he does right so, yeah sorry i don't right no i mean that. but look I everything is everything is on the table for for y'all it's why we're bringing I stuff can't. like everything is on the table everything needs to be reevaluated. Re- this is just not one of those things in my right. opinion john so we're not hammering you for the opinion because look look i mean what 
what he said is true. It's just, it's not the strength program that I'm putting that on to your point, Vince, because they have been, that hasn't right. been an issue for them in the past, in my opinion, Sean Hartman, uh, with a super chat, thank you, Sean. If I'm Xavier Watts, I'd be pretty upset with the moving positions and not being used really at all. Too good of a kid not to be used. He did play defense today. He had a really good tackle on a bubble right. and then took a bad angle on the next play and gave up a 20-some yard yeah. gain. But that's part of the thing is when you're trying to juggle both of those, it can be a little bit difficult. I would literally move him to receiver and just say, go play, and we're going to play you and tell Ty Maurice, figure it out. I mean, that's the conversation I'm having with Coach Reese this week. Tobias is going to play. Xavier's going to play. Chris Tyree needs the ball more. It's part of the offense. How do you want me to do that? Figure it out. That's what you get paid for. Figure it out. But yep. th- those three things are happening. They are happening. What, we're going to be bench Logan and Audrick? Nope. But Chris is your lead back. Tobias is going to play. Xavier's going to play. And they need the ball. You figure out the rest. You know? Right. And, and right. to me, that's what needs to happen. <clears throat> you know? Sean Stewart with a super chat. Thank you, Sean. And, and we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap up with this, Vince. I think this is the last of our super chat. So we appreciate y'all very, very much. Uh Sean Stewart says, uh, fighters don't always throw haymakers. There are other punches that can be thrown to get uh things going. Yeah, I, I think haymakers usually are things that you do when you feel like you're trapped. And they can haymakers can lead to you being out of control, right? I, I'm not caring too much about haymakers i what i care about is figuring out what is the problem here and then aggressively going after it and we're just not seeing that right now we're not seeing that so uh look rest of the season we'll figure out what the rest of the season is like tomorrow we're going to break down the game if if Notre Dame loses to cal next week it could possibly be a five-hour show you guys are going to need mountain dew ivs if they lose if they lose Next week to Cal, it may not, it'll be a pretty short show to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, hey, everybody, that's going to do it for tonight. We will be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Vince and I are going to dive into the film. I am not looking forward to this film, but that's part of the job. I wasn't looking um, forward to watching last week's film. Yep. And this is going to be a is thousand times worse. Part of the job. And but we'll be back we tomorrow do. at 7 o'clock. Monday, Ryan and Sean will have a recruiting show and then we'll talk college football. Sean Styers is going to be back Monday night, He's everybody, back. I believe, for IB Nation Sports Talk. Um, we're going to talk more and more about what comes next, right? So we're not just going to vent and piss and moan the next week. Right. We're going to start talking about solutions. And um, we're going to find out who who's really about this thing. From a fan standpoint, you know, we've already had people cancel. Fine. Go. It's all good. Go. You know, um, if it's you – know, it's whatever. We're going to find out who's about this thing from a player standpoint, who's about this thing from a coach's standpoint. You know, somebody, hey, I'm going to transfer. All right, go. Yeah. Go, because you aren't about this thing. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, it, it's when things go wrong, when you find out who's about this. Yep. Who really has my back, right? Who I can really go to war with and, and go to battle with and who I can really trust. And that's what Marcus Freeman needs to do what he needs to make his moves to find out who that person is. Like somebody just said in the chat, who are my ride or dies? Yep. Right? Exactly. Who are my ride or dies? Like my business is going great. But you know what? My wife was by my side just as much when we were broke. You know what I mean? That's my ride or die right there. Right? Vince, same way. Right? Sean Davis, same way. Find out who your ride or dies are, man. And Marcus Freeman needs yep. to figure that out. Yep. And the people that aren't, 
You know what I mean? Appreciate you. Be gone. And I'll <laughs> sign a 30-man freaking recruiting class because I'll take a freshman next year that's going to play his butt off and loves Notre Dame and wants to be here and give me everything he's got and has faith in me and has my back and he knows I have his back. Exactly. I'll play a bunch of freshmen next year that have that attitude if that's what it takes to change the culture. Because there is a culture change, and that can be some of the hardest things to change is when you have had success and there's a cancer still growing. And that's what he's got to fix. If he doesn't fix it, then he's going to not be here very long. He's got to fix it. And that means sometimes making some tough changes for yourself and for people around you. At the end of the day, Sean, or Vince, it's about finding out who those people are that, hey, I'm going to come at you and I'm going to challenge you and you need to step up. Brian Mason showed me. That's, that's a ride or die for me right there, man. Yep, That's exactly. one of my boys. I know I can believe it because I called him out during the week. You know what he did? He freaking got it done. That's my man right there. Let's roll, son. Let's do this. You over here? Mm, not so sure yet, right? And we're all going to find that out this week, right? right. People to cancel their subscriptions? You're, you're not You're not that with me right now, right? It's all good. Do what you got to do. But I now know who that those people are. We all find that out, man. So we'll be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock p.m. Appreciate y'all very much. Uh, today sucked, but yes. there will be tomorrow. Today there will be tomorrow and tomorrow we'll start talking about, you know, what needs to, what needs to get changed and what can be fixed and what can't be fixed and all that kind of stuff. So y'all have a great rest of your night. I'm going to go spend some time with my family. Y'all do the same thing. Don't take, don't take for granted the the blessings that we've been given y'all. And uh, days like today, you really remember that. You really remember that. So have a great rest of your day, all everybody. And thank you for joining us on the Irish breakdown podcast. Appreciate y'all on those last two super chats. We love y'all. Take care, everybody. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.